and we are live. Hey, Courtney, Michelle. Hey, Concrete. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you, ladies? Hey, Uh, like I was telling you, I am doing well. You know, I've been struggling with this COVID for the past couple weeks. So, well, praise God on the Sunday, the thing is cured. I'm, I can breathe. I can Thank smile. I'm not coughing. So I'm excited and I'm excited about the live today. Yes, honey. Yes, Definitely mm-hmm. glad that you're feeling better. I am. It's Sunday. So it's been a productive morning for me already. And I too am excited about the show. Mm-hmm. Same here. I'm happy it's Sunday. Um, I'm a little just a smidge sad. Um, Solomon's yeah. going to be at home with us for the next week or so because somebody in his class caught COVID. Uh-oh. And so he has to quarantine with us. And I'm like, oh, you God. Well expect that they, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know why Governor Kemp is allowing these kids to go back to school. Um, I see a lot. I know a lot of teachers and they're taking bets on how long school will be in session. They're trying to do all of these different remedies to prevent kids from having to do virtual learning. But I'm thinking it's going to happen. I ain't trying to wish no bad juju on you, but I'm just saying. Uh, honey, it is absolutely positively depressing. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you think about like, cause kids be like naggy all day. And I'm thinking about like Solomon swears that he can't get into any of his uh, programs on the computer. Um, for whatever reason, they don't have them like a password guide. So they write down like all the passwords and stuff. So half the time we're doing homework. I'm trying to figure out how to get into his stuff. Uh, Then he he chooses passwords. I don't know where he be getting these passwords from, but they be having like lowercase, uppercase. He never remembers the sequence. Maybe I'd be about to write it down on the screen and put it right on his computer. That way he remembers it because it's not as if someone else is going to gain access to it and do something nefarious in his schoolwork. Write it down and put it on the computer. Right. You would think. And so it's just been absolutely ridiculous because I mean, and this is like a everyday, almost everyday thing. And then so I'm always kind of wondering, is he really messing with me? Like, and I think he does these things on purpose because then I'll be like, okay, don't remember your password and we're not going to remember um, this PS5 or we're not going to remember this iPad or this phone, or we're not going to remember playing outside. We're not going to remember any of that. Then all of a sudden he can remember and he oh, gets yeah. the right girl. I'll be ready Had to dog that memory real quick. Yeah. I'll be ready to put him out of my house. Like every time we have to do homework. <laughs> and then I remember that's why I had a tutor last year because kids will make you fight them over their homework. So I'm, you know, I'm already over it. Like already. I'm like, here we go. Because Solomon be trying me, y'all. And <sighs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. What they do. That's what they do, honey. They do. Um, they're asking, is that Courtney from the Lapeef show? It yes. Is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know y'all don't be thinking we're going to do nothing, but we do it. <laughs> it <laughs> we is, do it. Indeed. it yes, is. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, so introducing Miss um, Courtney Michelle from the Lapeef Talk, Let's Talk show. Yeah. Um, Courtney, if you could give them a little about yourself and tell these folks what you got going on and 
um, your channel and all that good stuff? Yeah. Well, what's going on? This is I am Courtney Michelle. And obviously, I am on the LaPeef show where we do the Let's Talk on Thursdays at um, 7 7.30 Central Standard Time. We do go live. And then I randomly go live on my own. I have um, uh, on the same page, on the same network, my own show, which I record and I do lives and I like call-ins. Um, I haven't done it in a while. Like I said, I've been sick, so I'm trying to get back uh, and see what I regularly do. So, yeah, I like to talk obviously. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan of you guys. Obviously, I come in. So, you know, I randomly come in and subscribe to y'all and listen. And I think that we're kind of like minded women. So I'm just really thrilled to be working with you guys. We are we absolutely ecstatic. Well. Like this is going to yes. be a dope show. I know. And even the topic chat, I was like, okay. Yes, girl. You know what? And that's actually what kind of inspired the topic. I was looking and um, it seems to be, um, it used to be a little bit more of a trend around these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ooh, let me explore that a little bit. Let yes. me see what's happening with that. I, I was like, okay. Yeah, so I'm excited. It should be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think this is definitely going to be a fantastic show. The topic in and of itself. But we're going to get off into it and talk about, like, the nitty gritty. Because I like, like Danny said, there is, um, especially um, previously in this specific space in the Black manosphere, um, it seemed as though, you know, women were being pitted against one another. And, you know, you had foreign women or women who are deemed to be exotic uh, being pitted against African-American women or, you know, American descendants of slaves, whatever moniker Mm -hmm. you want to use. And um, we can get off into it and have some deep discussion about it and really explore it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jessica X was supposed to be joining us, but I'm sure she probably had a late night. Um, so she hopefully she'll join us later on in the show. But um, if you guys did not see her show last night, it was definitely, definitely something to behold. Um <laughs> Yeah, I if you hadn't seen it, I would actually I would really, really recommend it. It was a great, great show. Um, very, very, very entertaining to say the least. Um, so mm-hmm. if you guys didn't see it, it, it was it's definitely go go watch the replay. It was really I'm really sure great. she'll join us. She's pretty, you know, reliable. Whenever we've um asked her on as a guest, she always obliges. So um if she's sleeping, I'm sure as soon as she wakes up, she'll be joining us. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's get off into this topic, honey. Let's do it. Concrete, do you want to get us started? Um, I have to grab my notes. I'm sorry, I wasn't. Um, okay, yeah, I can go ahead and get us started. I have my notes pulled up. Um, I am going to start with just something very light. So, um, Courtney, I know that you're aware, as are we, um, that there is a very strong sisterhood amongst African-American women. So as it Mm -hmm. relates to the topic of foreign women being pitted against African-American women, do you think that that sisterhood extends beyond African-American women? Or is it like solely, you know, African-American women and, you know, no outsiders allowed, quote unquote? 
wait a minute before you answer that uh concrete i thought you said you was gonna start off like girl okay right girl oh. okay <laughs> hmm okay so i want to make sure i understand the question correctly so are you asking me do i think that black women we have a sisterhood by ourselves and people are trying to pin maybe foreign women against us or just maybe um, women in America in general? Uh, more so like the sisterhood that, that is spoken of in this space and that we all, you know, have come to know, like there is a somewhat of like, kind of like a cult following when, when it, as it relates to like black women banding together and sticking up for one another against mainly black men. But that sisterhood mm. and that like solidarity that black women display is that inclusive of, you know, foreign women or foreign melanated women is, is more the question. Got it. So I will say this, <clears throat> I've never taken to the whole sister code women. Um, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, I am for black communities, period. So black women and black men being together and loving on each other. What I've learned is that since I have been saying that and really kind of a proponent of our men, um, I got attacked by Sister Cole. It was like, don't go against us, even, even though I'm just like, well, I'm not going against you. I'm trying to get our man with us so we can have whole families like we did before. And so I got attacked by the Sister Cole who was mad that I was holding women accountable, holding myself accountable, saying that there's some things that we need to do within you know, as black women to get together. So I'm not with that per se. Now, what I am with is a particular black code that I feel like we all need to be on one injunction. Um, now, when it comes to foreigners and foreign women, do I think that black women together that we're just like, oh no, we don't want them out. I don't think that. I don't see black women, um, like looking at other ethnicities of women and nationalities and like, you know, uh, -uh we don't want Nan, none of them over here. It's all black women. I don't see us that way. I see men sometimes wanting it to be that way, but I don't see it. I don't have anything ill will or jealousy or anything towards another woman of another culture. I'm just worried and focused on mine. Mm. Well, mm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. And um, thank you for also kind of um, giving us your stance on where you are as it relates to the sisterhood. Definitely appreciate that. Um, mm. Danny, if you don't mind, do you mind chiming in on that same question? I want you to ask it again so I can make sure I'm sure. all the way with it, honey. Sure. So essentially, um, I was just asking like the the sisterhood that, that we've come to know. Um, are the black women who are a part of the sisterhood, which would typically be African-American black women, um, that sisterhood, does it extend to foreign melanated women? So, uh, or are the black women, as you, as we've come to know, um, want to exclude foreign melanated women from the sisterhood? Are they like no foreigners allowed type of thing? And, you know, just kind of, um, clicking up with African other African-American women? Um, or, you know, is it open to, you know, women, melanated women throughout the uh, diaspora? Um, okay, so in my opinion, as it pertains to the sisterhood, 
I think that it does extend to foreign melanated women. I don't think that we we actually have a problem with women that look like us um, because women that look like us, even if they're melanated and they may not be a part of American culture or Western world culture, um, I do think they have similar experiences um, with dealing with black men in total, right? Um, I do think we have a problem with other races of women um, chiming in and they may have some melanation, but they may not be all the way melanated. And I do think that we have issues when they tend to chime in on our issues. Um, and I don't think, I wouldn't say that they would necessarily be, be a part of our sisterhood. I don't, I don't necessarily think that they are a part of our sisterhood while we may agree on certain things. Um, I do think that culturally we have a uh, very, very different experiences. And so, yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't necessarily say that we're a part of the same sisterhood or that we can actually relate to um, everything. Certain things we can relate to as far as the nature of men, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say they were a part of our sisterhood, but other um, melanated women. Yeah. Yeah. Darker melanated women. Yes. I'm always trying to examine things from like just different angles. So I would say as it relates to the question, I think that black women pick and choose as to when, um, you know, foreign women can be a part of the sisterhood. I think that right. um, black women typically, if we see someone that looks like us and identifies as black, uh, we will generally accept them in. However, if mm. those women take a strong um, stance against the sisterhood, if those women are kind of not of the same mindset that most Black women are, I think Black women will be quick to isolate them from the sisterhood. In addition, I think that some Black women have an ulterior motive. So they will accept women into this, foreign women into the sisterhood so that they can um, kind of convince them of how effed up a lot of Black men are. Um, so that's my take on the question. Interesting. You know what I thought about? I, um, when we actually posed this question, the the topic itself, are Black men turning foreign women against uh, Black women? I was uh, kind of looking at the topic and saying, well, damn, wouldn't the topic be like almost a form of sisterhood to even pose the question? Um, it yeah, just kind of made is, me think. Yeah, it's, you know it's as if we're one sisterhood and they're trying to turn, you know, part of the sisterhood again. Yes, I think so too. That does tie into a, a um, you know, um, I guess a picture of sisterhood. You know what I've noticed though, like when we talk about sisterhood and I want to get you guys' opinion on what you think this sisterhood is. Because when I see sister code in motion, you know, it... it it goes with a look, but if you go outside the sister code, you will be kicked out, mm -hmm. made fun of, pick me, pick Misha, you know. And even if I look like you and I support us, it's uh, some of the sister code has an ideology as if you have to think this way. And if you think mm -hmm. differently, and sometimes if you look differently or if you carry yourself differently, then you're exiled. And that's why I, I kind of see in the sister code because sometimes it's like, okay, sis, I'm with you. I don't agree with you. I think that we can come up with a, you know, 
we can think of other things and maybe move and progress our culture along a lot better than what we've been doing. And again, you know, they turn. So help me, um, you know, because it's physical. And I, I, I really would love it if we could, women could get together, black women, and be like, you know what, sisters, let's uh, let's do a black girls run thing. Let's get healthy, sisters. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, have date nights with our husbands or boyfriends and make them feel mm-hmm. less catered to them. Like, I would love to see that us as a community because that, in essence, helps all of us. I don't see it like that, though. I think personally, uh, there are very strict boundaries that have been created by the sisterhood. And if you move outside of those boundaries, then you are kind of exiled or you're isolated or, you know, um, you have to be a pick me. I see this a lot on social media. And Mm -hmm. to be completely honest, when I was younger, um, I was extremely steeped into sisterhood. Like I've always believed, I'm I'm a traditionalist. So I've Mm -hmm. always had a very high regard for the black family and my black culture, but I would defend black women at all costs. Now, mm-hmm. as a more mature woman who has, you know, um, gained a lot of empathy for Black men and stopped and started to listen to what they have to say in their experiences as opposed to invalidating them, I, and I speak out against people just generalizing all Black men and talking negatively against Black men, I'm often called a pick-me or, mm-hmm. you know, um, often berated because I am defending Black men. Um, so I do think that the sisterhood has, has a very uh, strong stance on anyone who sides with an oppo- who they deem as an opposing group. And yeah, you will be isolated as a result of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the super chat. A shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, sweet. He says on code to the sisterhood is like a set of unwritten rules that no one has made plain or explained, but everyone knows what it is slash what it means. LOL. Um, I think that is an excellent point. Um, and it's interesting about us being on code and, um, us sticking together on certain issues, but I do think that um, it's like it, it, it definitely is a set of unwritten rules. Like it's definitely a, a set and we all tend to, to, to go there and we will stay on it and we'll actually stay on code with certain things. And I always found it interesting. Um, I do have a question. Um, what what would be the motive for black men to separate or to um, divide the sisterhood or black women and foreign women? Excuse me. Mm. What would be the motive? To divide us? Yeah. If there is one, if you feel there is one. It's a good question. Um. I'm trying to think, do black men divide us? I, I do see on a, on a lot of occasions, um, personally, where they will try to kind of pin foreign women against us, where it's like, hey, why don't y'all act like this? Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to someone, you know, you know, Middle Eastern, overseas, or from Brazil that has um, kind of the stereotypical doxal servitude um 
kind of personality that men think that they have. So they're like, you know, y'all black women over here, you're so angry. Why can't you be like, I'm going to Brazil and y'all should be like them. And I'm going to the Dominican Republic, you know, how men love going there. Um, so I do see that, but I don't, I think it's their kind of cry where it's like, we're just using these women as examples for you to be like, because in essence, we do want to be with you. We just want you to kind of not be so angry with us. Mm. So you know how, you know, you can, I don't think they necessarily mean it to degrade us, even though sometimes I think women, we take it that way because I'm I'm going to be Courtney from Nashville, Tennessee. I can't be anybody else. I mean, I can try to check my attitude, of course, which we all should. But, you know, if you wanted me to look like somebody foreign, I can't. I got this Negro hair, this Negro nose. It ain't going nowhere. Um, but I think they do it out of just wanting us to be better and they don't know any kind of other way. And so that's where that comes from to me. Okay. Okay, Ashdale, to answer your question, um, we haven't answered any questions from a foreign woman's perspective. If you notice, <laughs> all of the questions that have been asked are questions that would be relative to African-American women. Um, and our experiences. Exactly. Well, Jessica um, has been invited on. She, I, we're, We believe maybe she's later sleeping in, but she will be able to come and provide a different perspective. But we're not asking questions of, you know, of one another as if we can speak for foreign women. Right. Right. I'm sorry, Danny. Yeah. I didn't mean it. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, what, um, well, do you think there's a motive um, if a black man is uh, turning somebody against each, like foreign women and black women against each other? Um, do you think that there's a motive there or do you think it's just them pointing out um, the things that they see that's wrong with our culture? I think the motive would be something like um, uh, it's kind of like them highlighting almost like like it's kind of like highlighting your morality over a certain issue it's like showing foreign women that you know this is bad <laughs> this is not how you behave and showing black women you should aspire to behave more like these foreign women but i think that it's all based on their perception i think that the grass always looks greener on the other side mm -hmm. so i think that it's a way in which black men can say we're not pleased with your behavior and we would prefer if you behaved in a more feminine way if you were more likely to submit if you were more cooperative if you put family first if we could develop an intact culture um i think that's their way of saying that they're just going about it in a way that most black women wouldn't prefer okay okay um as far as do i think that there's a motive um i think that yeah if the mo if there is a motive the motive is to just to receive the best treatment possible um from a woman that they feel like should love them and cherish them and worship them so i i think that they just want to get the best treatment and i think that would be the motive um 
you, I, I do have some questions related to that, but I'm sure these uh, things will probably come up later on in the conversation. <laughs> I do have some, but uh, Concrete, do you have any um, questions or anything? Yes. So uh, my next question, <laughs> speaking of the grass, um, Black men believing that the grass is greener on the other side, um, although none of us are foreign, um, I want to know from um, starting with you, uh, Courtney, um, if you think that Black men are possibly disillusioned by what they perceive to be a more <laughs> feminine, more submissive woman, um, you know, but of course they don't know what they are like day to day. Um, they're literally on the outside looking in as it relates to them um, kind of pedestalizing women of other cultures um, ab above their own. So I guess the question is, do you think that they're somewhat disillusioned? I do. I do. And, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Because someone can get on the internet and be on a show or two, and then just have a persona of meekness and sweetness. And then all of a sudden they are the epitome of what black women should be. And it's like, well, you don't know their culture. You know about a couple minutes of what they give you, but you don't know, you know, how they, how they cook, how they treat their children. Um, you don't know anything about their culture. All you're seeing is someone that's being sweet to their husband, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And as Black folks, we know each other. You know, I raised right. Black the good, men. Bad, I and ugly. Like the good, bad, the ugly. You know how Black women act. You know we can get out of control. So we are trying to get better. That's why I think this is why these shows right now are important and why, you know, the manosphere has an, an, is relevant and how, you know, women listening to men is very, very important. But you know us, like the, we home, you know, is nothing that should be su su surprise you. When we go outside and we look at other cultures for us to be that way, because you think that, you know, oh, these men got their women in check and all. You don't know everything else. Culture is more than just how a woman is just treating a man, what you see on the, the outside looking in. And, you know, we just got to, like you said, the grass is not always green on the other side. It usually never is. And to to I, to idealize um, someone and someone's culture for me is just like, come on now. Um, so I kind of feel like they are a bit disillusioned, but at the same time, at the same time, um, some of the things that they point out are absolutely valid. Um, the difference that I see between the women is what we, what we tend to say in public, um, about our men versus other women talking in public about their men. Um, I think Western culture, um, we really will put out our dirty laundry about each other mm -hmm. versus everybody else's culture to where um, they're not apt to say a whole lot of bad stuff about um, their cultures of men. And if they say it, it is generally amongst um, their own company. They won't put it out to like, you know, we'll sit here, we'll bring on other races and nationalities of women and we'll let them pretty much say exactly how they feel, whatever they want, whatever, whatever. And 
um, they'll be able to talk about our culture. But if you ask them certain aspects of their own culture, I don't think you'll get um, a really, really honest answer about what's going on within their culture about like them being um, being made uh, baby mamas, um, being uh, abused. Um, I think they are growing fast in feminism, just like it, like feminism grew fast over here. I think um, feminism is becoming a thing over there because of the things that they went through. Um, So Mm -hmm. I do think that they're a bit disillusioned. I I do think that there are bad people on, in every aspect of life. You're going to run into somebody who um, might be a little messed up or quite messed up. Um, so I, I do think that they're a bit illusion, especially when it comes down to the nature of a woman and, and female nature, okay. which you we're in a red pill space. And men say that they know about all this red pill stuff, but they give a lot of allowances to other cultures of women. But Very we've true. only had a couple of men that say, well, it's because we feel like those women look better. And that's why we're giving them yeah. um, these props. So we've only had a couple that's actually come yeah, come out and that. said it. But mm-hmm. um, most of the time, they will try to make excuses. Um, they'll they'll give them allowances that they won't even give their own. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I think um, you both of you ladies hit hit the nail on the head pretty pretty well. I would have to say that um, I think that, you know, there is a belief that the grass is greener over there. Um, I think that in every culture, you can find men who are dissatisfied with the women. Um, I think that as, you know, men, it may seem as though they, you know, would be a much better choice. And maybe for you personally, they would. But I think to believe that somehow there is anything that resembles perfection by going outside of your own culture is kind of like you're being disillusioned. Um, I do believe that, you know, maybe for Black men, the very things that they feel like they're that black women are missing is what they're after. And as a result, that's why they feel that foreign women would be the better choice because they don't see black women acting in fem in a feminine manner. Um, but I think that they are also taking for granted the fact that those cultures um, allow and permit something that, you know, Western culture may not permit because, um, you know, we have to work outside the home. I mean, like with inflation, most homes require two incomes to live comfortably. Whereas, you know, you could go to a third world country and if one person is working outside the home making, you know, $5,000 a year, that's enough for them to sustain their lifestyle. I think in working outside of the home, oftentimes, especially as a woman in in management and corporate, um, you have to embody some behaviors that would traditionally be looked upon as masculine, such as me being very assertive, such as me coaching someone who is not developing at the rate that they should be developing, and I'm coaching someone that's a male. Um, I'm, you know, going to be very assertive and very direct in my approach with that person, Um, whereas as if I were either didn't have to work outside of the home because our um, society did not require that, or if I were able to take on a more 
a job that would be more traditionally seen as feminine, I don't know, a seamstress or something of that nature, then I wouldn't necessarily encounter someone where I have to assert myself as much as I do in a boardroom or what have you. So in a way, I do think that there is some disillusionment, but um, also I understand that the very things that Black women are lacking is what Black men seem to really be honing in on and seem to desire, which is exhibited in a lot of different foreign women. Oh, really quickly too. Um, were you going to read the super chat, Danny? Because we also got a cash app from Kit Cloud. Girl, I'm sitting over here on mute. I'm thinking that you can hear me. Okay. Um, I'll read them. Uh, shout out to Ryan. He says, "Men gotta be careful of people putting on a front on the internet. We don't want to be fooled by the female version of Derek Jackson." Um, you know what I find to be very, very interesting. There are men who are actually within the same space who actually have a vested interest in keeping a lot of you upset and mad. Um, so I also mm. think about the concept of somebody actually doing that to make money off of your anger and off of your rage and about um, money off of you not knowing about female nature. And then uh, a lot of you guys actually ignored the nature of each other. So I always find that very interesting when y'all are talking about um, uh, people putting on the front for inter the internet and especially about women being a female version of Derrick Jackson and that like, I I'm, a fish can't teach you how to fish, but if a fish knows its nature better than the, what you call it, a fish can teach you a little bit of something about what's going on um, versus somebody who's not um, at times. So I always found that to be very interesting. Um, shout out to Snuggle six six eight. He says, "She says, what about what other things do people do? Other cultures pick up from Black American culture. If you don't mind, that isn't trash, according to Mister Daniels. Y'all understood that? Uh, I think I understood it. We talked about this extensively on our last stream, where we talked about I specifically emphasized our language. I'm not even going to get in the into the individual um, the individual um, achievements of you know African American people, but we talked about language. We talked about music, R&B, and hip hop, which is very influential. Oh, I got the it. Diaspora. Um, we talked about you know our fashion. We talked about um, you know a, a myriad of different things that African Americans um, that people pull from uh, African Americans. So uh, we talked about that extensively, but I do think that there are a ton of different things that are not necessarily looked upon as trash that African Americans, you know, provide to the world. I definitely wanted to chime in on that real quick. Um, I want to say something about the strength of a black woman. Um, we've turned a woman being strong and the reasons that she's strong into such a horrible thing. If a woman or a man now, if a man makes it through hardships and whatever, whatever else, um, society is very quick to give that man props. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't be a thing. But when a woman has made it through um, hardships in life, um, this space is very, very quick to point out, well, 
if she hadn't put herself in that position in the first place, then she wouldn't have been there. So she wouldn't have had to be strong. If she made better choices in life, then she wouldn't have had to be strong because she would have been okay. She would have been under a certain guise of protection. Um, I think that a lot of women from other races of other races and nationalities uh, do tend to admire um, black women's strength and um, how we can do a lot of things effortlessly. I don't know if I said that right still, but y'all get y'all get what I'm saying. Um, I think that a lot of those women kind of look up to that aspect of um, American black women in our culture. Courtney, what you think? Yeah, I mean, black culture is the most copied culture in the entire world. And for us to negate that when you see black culture or listen to our music and to go to Japan and their couture is hip hop inspired, their music, how they've started hip hop in Japan. I mean, it's it's just silly for us to not recognize that. Now, there's a lot of Agreed. stuff that goes on in our culture that is that I do not agree with. Um, but to say our culture in general is trash is it's it's silly. Our food has gone across. We talk about mm -hmm. soul food cuisine. and how you can fix it. The cuisine, it's gone over overseas as well. I think a lot of people are not well traveled, and say so they don't see the impact that Black folks have. Um, and unfortunately, over here in the states, um, they monetize off us looking foolish, but they've always have. It's always been where they make money off our men looking weak and our women looking ignorant. And it's a continuation on. So I definitely think we need to do something to fix our our image as far as over here. Um, but no, our culture is the most copied. Our culture is the most stolen. Black culture is American culture, the music. I say we keep talking about hip hop music, but we tend to forget that we created jazz. We Absolutely. tend to forget rock that and roll we, country. We created oh, rock and roll. Country music would not be country music if it wasn't for Charlie Pride here in Absolutely. Nashville. That's a black man. So we totally forget about that. We forget about our inventions. There would be mm -hmm. no elevator. There would be no tennis shoes. Yep. And uh, well, oh, first would, open heart surgery was conducted uh, right. by a black we man. The stoplight, your tampons, all of that. We, we are the most copied. We are the most look at as a culture, even with our hair. I mean, you can go overseas. Women, I mean, we can talk about lace fronts and stuff, but trust me, they wear that over and over overseas as well. Our crazy nails, it's, it's overboard. But please believe people copy that as well. I mean, they look at it as an art in some places. So it's just, it's mind boggling to me for us to just, look at ourselves as trash when it's the people that make the culture and every single culture has issues. There's not a one culture mm -hmm. out there that I could say it's perfect. Ours is just on TV to be seen and made fun of and mocked at. And there's a reason why it's profitable to keep us separated. You get more money from a, a household with a, one parent to the other parent than us being together. There's always well been a reason. Said, I, thank you. There's always been a reason, especially in American culture, where uh, they don't want black folks to have power. Once we start getting power, like in Tulsa and Black Wall Street, they burned it up. There is a reason why. 
if black people understood our power and we started kind of taking control of our image and we started working together to build our community up, we no one could stop us. And we would yeah. Yeah. But we're just so silly and we want to assimilate. We want to look at everybody else and and be okay with every other everybody else saying that we're trash. What does that say to our children? Mm. I um, agree with you wholeheartedly. And the crazy thing, I'm sorry, just really quickly, is that we people I see all the comments and saying that everything that everyone else copies is negative and yada yada yada, despite the examples that have just been named. But but I, I never hear these types of things being said about other cultures, saying tying serial killing to one culture or not bathing. Like, come on, like you guys just don't see the value in yourselves, and that is part of the problem. Yes, there is negative within our culture. No one has ever disputed that, but there are positive things that come out of our culture and people are appropriate appropriating and profiting off of we're the we're the culture that's profited off of more than any other culture like there are okay. valuable things within our culture that you guys don't want to um acknowledge yeah and it's so weird why why are we just so hung up on everything bad about our culture well that was another question that i was going to ask um the panel and well, jessica welcome. welcome hey jessica Hey, you How's good, honey? <laughs> I'm good. Hey. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Good, good, good. Shout out to Platinum Elite, Lord Platinum. What up? I like American pretty cat though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Platinum. Congratulations. On a Sunday. Thank you, Platinum, for support, <laughs> That part. Uh, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, the most important part of culture, in my opinion, is cultivating healthy relationships. Our culture doesn't do that in general. Our When people say our culture is trash, I think they are saying it doesn't cultivate healthy relationships. Very, very interesting point. Mm. And what I wanted to ask the ladies was what what are foreign women experiencing with black men that we aren't experiencing with black men? Um, you tend to hear that black men act better or they're nicer to foreign women than they're than they are to black women. Um, you also actually hear the same thing on the opposite side. So I'm trying to figure out is what's so different. And then I didn't, and this is another question I had. What do you feel like men speak up enough for quote unquote good women? Are the men actually putting good women on front street? Like we pay attention to every aspect of what's wrong with our culture. Are our men paying attention? Like, are, are they putting us out there? Like, okay, my woman does this. I'm proud of my woman. I'm proud to be with a black woman. Um, is there a, like a separation? Do they make the effort to separate the good from the bad or do they just lump us all together? Hold on one second, Danny, really quick. I just want to say this really quick as it relates to Black Wizard's question, uh, um, super chat. Thank you, Black Wizard. Appreciate you. And uh, shout out to Kit Cause for the cash app too. Thank you, brother. Um, Black Wizard, I think that like 
we, we like last time when we had this discussion, a lot of what we were saying or what I was bringing up kept being discounted. But uh, I think that's the part of the culture that you focus on. But culture is more than just the happy, healthy relationships. That is a large part of it, but that's not the only aspect of culture. I think that as a people, people in general focus on what they don't have. So because we don't have the happy, healthy relationships, everything else that we have that makes up our culture is being disregarded. And the focus is just on that one thing. And everyone else is saying, no, we don't have an intact or healthy culture because we don't have this one thing, although we have the other 20 things that you guys just highlighted. So I just quickly wanted to say that. But um, Danny, do you mind breaking your question up into two? And then I'll go after you because it was... Um, just so we don't long winded, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just so we don't lose track of what you were asked. Okay. Um, what are other races races uh races and nationalities experiencing with black men that black women aren't? Um, and are black men separating what's good and what's bad from each other? Or like are we are they putting a separation on it? Like say, saying that, okay, I'm with this good woman. We do have a healthy, happy relationship. Are they speaking up enough about it? Hmm. Well, I, I would say this. I don't I don't necessarily think so. We're just looking at, you know, let's just take the manosphere. Because we can say we want healthy relationships and that's what we need to be looking at. But how many men do you know that are telling you they don't want to be married? Also endorsing pump and dump. Right. So th th that's where I think sometimes where the delusion comes in. And I think there's a lot of delusion when it comes to black women. But it's also a lot of delusion when it comes to black men. They, they we, you know, talk about pump and dump and we don't want to get married, but then make fun of baby mamas. But y'all don't want to, but we're not married. If we're not marrying what then what is that going to create of black women? Yeah. Uh, we're not champion getting with each other and not cohabitating and living with each other and shacking up. You know, healthy relationships look like marriages. But we don't champion that. Anton champions that. Uh, the Poor Man Podcast, I'll throw that at does. But why aren't we? I think if if I if we look at it overall, I'd agree with you that um, the manosphere we we don't see enough healthy relationships being pushed. We don't see relationships in general being pushed. Um, but I think you have to realize that the space and the climate. But then at the same time, it's here's the thing with the marriage and you know the relationship stuff within the manosphere. People aren't necessarily anti-marriage but they're saying that there aren't enough marriageable women even for all the men to get married and so if we start this you know mass promotion of men to get married you're going to have a lot of men who are going to be marrying women who are going to be making their life hell to be honest and so that's why you don't see it um, promoted on on a larger scale because on a larger scale most women aren't ready or suitable for marriage so i think we have to make that distinction and plus the legal system as well okay so do you think it's a difference where we say there's not enough marriageable women or from what i see because i do hear men saying that but then i also hear it's it's not a good deal 
it's not a good business deal because women um I hear that initiate, often yeah initiate divorce majority of the time so why would I want to lose anything it's not a good business deal so for me I hear that the most it's I don't understand why I would want to marry yep. and have and might lose everything well I'll say that I hear them um so you're having guys talk against marriage period but now the climate is starting to become talking against um companionship you don't really need a, a chick for anything um but sex you can go pay for that that could be outsourced you can go and hire you a bad chick and you know there it is you don't have to deal with her mess every day you don't have to listen to her um men lose testosterone when they're with the women so not only are they speaking against marriage, um, they're starting to be a thing with speaking against companionship. And I hear men talk about uh, speaking against companionship because they're saying that um, first black men need to learn how to dominate society and dominate their cultures. Um, what's you ladies opinion I on think, that aspect? Well, of let, I wanted to answer Courtney's question really quick. And then I know we got a ton of super chats and I don't want to want you to lose them, but um, I, I have to agree with Courtney. I understand, like, you know, more recently there's talk against companionship, but I think that for many years we've heard men speak against marriage because they don't feel as though there is a, you know, they, they feel as though it's more beneficial to women. Now I'm seeing women making the argument that they don't want to marry because the brunt of the work in the marriage is on women, so they believe. Um, but for many, many years, I have seen men saying that, you know, they, they don't see the value in marriage because it benefits women more. Um, so I, I know, um, and we're still getting super chats. Did you want to read them before we move move on? Or I can read them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, go ahead. Read them, girl. Okay. So we got one from Snuggle668 saying, I hope you understand everything you're glorifying that you say people copied is considered trash, according to Anton Daniels, minus the music of old. I think the only things that might have been highlighted that could be considered trash is maybe the long nails and hip hop music and maybe some fried foods that could be tied to Southern cuisine, but that's not all of Southern cuisine. And we've named a ton of other things that would be considered of a value to the rest of the world and even the hip hop music, to be honest. But Tim Howard says, black men are not turning anyone against each other. That motivation is from the black women themselves. Anyways, great collaboration from you ladies. Hopefully, more like-minded black women from the new sisterhood. I agree with that, Tim Howard. Thank you. Ryan says, I agree with Courtney 100%. Once we acknowledge our accomplishments in history, what's the next step? I think that once we acknowledge our accomplishments in history, we understand we that means that we're seeing the value in each other. And I think that's a part of what what's missing within our culture. We don't see the value in each other. So why would we want to build with one another if we don't see the value in each other? But Big Truck says black men don't control black culture in America. White liberals do. And they profit. We don't. Better to burn it down and start over. <laughs> Thank you, Big Truck. Appreciate you. Eugene Steele says, let's take a look at the black church for a second. We are experiencing a stagnation in our family structure. How much have our preachers really expressed the situation? That is a great point, Eugene. Thank you for highlighting that. Platt, thank you so much. He said, where did I go wrong? Tell me where we went wrong with love, black men and women. That is a great question and sounds like some R&B lyrics. Thank you, Platt, for the support. Oh, right. 
Um, Ryan says, I think we lack structure and refuse to establish a structure in our community because of the freedom of everyone doing their own thing. We secretly envy other races and structures uh, from my observation. That is a good observation, Ryan, and I have to agree. Black in effect says a lack of resources is leading to black women versus foreign women. It's not black men, it's living on a planet with finite resources. Neoliberalism plus marriage equals market marriage. Hmm, good point. And Platt says the jack off, <laughs> no companionship, love. Um, is that it? Oh, Black Wizard says, see Rose, last time I acknowledged those aspects of culture, you did, um, Black Wizard, I wasn't meaning to in insinuate that you did not. Um, music, dancing, fashion, and art are all great, but relationships can scar people for life. People focus on the pain because they have to deal with it. I agree, Black Wizard. I, I'm not taking away from the fact that we don't have an intact family structure. That is the most important component, and we are missing that. So I see, I mean, in that regard, I can see why people are dismissive of the other um, things that we named off as it relates to uh, how our culture influences the world because we don't have the most important component of having an intact uh, structure, and I am not denying that. Um, Danny, um, did you want to repose your question? I remember Courtney's question, but I didn't remember yours. Um, my question was, girl, I forgot just that quick. Um, uh, <laughs> it was okay. like about companion, uh, men also shunning companionship now. Well, I was asking too, um, do you feel that men are promoting, um, healthy relationships? The ones that are in healthy relationships, do you think that they're, um, pushing that enough? Because when you talk about black culture and American culture, we tend to ignore um, anniversaries of our relatives that's been together 30 and 40 years to focus mm. on um, somebody with six kids by six different men. And we tend to focus on that part of our culture hard. But we don't focus on like our family reunions. We don't focus on um, how we do care about our families and what we do to uphold our families um, as it pertains to like our aunties and uncles, our mothers and fathers, our grand grandparents. Um, all of my grandparents were married. My mom was married. My dad was uh, has been, is married. And it's like we don't tend to focus on that. But when men are talking. Um, I don't think that they focus on that as much as the women because women, I think we'll talk about it, but I don't think the men really give a lot of credence to the good relationships that have, that have happened within our community. And I wanted to know you ladies' I, opinion. I would agree with that. I don't think that men, I don't see men celebrating, you know, the men that are happy within their relationships or content within their relationships. All relationships have ebbs and flows. You're not, it's not going to be 50 years of bliss. You're going to go through some mess. Um, but that typically, if you stick around, it could make your relationship even stronger. But I don't see men um, promoting healthy relationships or highlighting the, the their relationship that they're happy in. Um, I think that you know, we could stand to see more of that, more examples. And I think that that might lead to more men desiring marriage. So I don't see that in, in my everyday life. Yeah, I think um, it's so interesting because when we have these conversations, it's as if the Black family was never intact. Right. It was as if we've all just been out here willy-nilly and you know, been single baby mamas everywhere. Like this is a new phenomenon with us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been within 50, 60 years 
um, which is considerably long. But if you see how long that we've been in the States, how long that it was actually black families that had, was the most married out of anybody here in the States. So we tend to forget that we once was 80% of us were married. 80% of us had mom and dad in the home. Now it has completely flipped. And the, for me, I'm like, okay, where, where did it start? How did it happen? And if you look at it towards the 70s, 80s, it was feminism. It's when we started to assimilate. It's when we started not being a culture and trying to build us up, but try to be like everybody else's culture. Mm -hmm. And so then when I see that that's what we're continuously trying to do, how is that going to help? Because historically, it messed our families up by putting every other culture in ours. The Spanish people don't do that. The Asian community is not looking at black women or black men and trying to figure it out with us and have us in their community. They don't. They have a code. And I was made fun of when I talked about how black people need to have a code where we need to have our, our idea, you know, celebrate our culture and be with each other. And that's how we're going to get this thing right is to go back to where we did get it right. Let's but look at that. You know what? And I'm going to let Jessica chime in. But it was something that I thought about um, with all the fresh and fit stuff. Right. Um, now, while these men may not be uh, ADOS, it was just kind of interesting. And somebody else is bringing up this point, too. Um, we're quick to switch up on each other. Um, but I think that black people tend to be very moral when it comes down to certain things. Mm -hmm. And so we'll let a lot of people infiltrate us with what's supposed to be moral and what's what's not moral. Mm -hmm. And uh, people will ask us to do the right thing in whatever situation. But sometimes I think they actually haven't, they will do the wrong thing when it's beneficial to them. And I always found that interesting. We'll give up. Um, each other um, for the sake of doing the quote unquote right thing when I don't feel like we get that from other cultures and I, I just found that interesting mm. that's a good point um, Jessica what do you have so I was going to say I do think that there is a part where we, we don't necessarily speak about healthy relationship dynamics enough and sometimes I think people can stay away from that because they don't want people entering those relationships or marriages at all. And so instead of promoting healthier versions of it, people can often just look at the bad side. But when you do that, it kind of just adds to the problem where people aren't ready for a healthy relationship or they don't even know what a healthy relationship um, is. So I definitely think we need more of that. But um, at the same time, when it comes to other cultures and them not having other people in their business, you need to realise with those other cultures, they have a system that is intact and it's working. It's working. So they don't need other people in their business. They don't need other people trying to change it. But when we look within, um, you know, just the, the black culture overall, there are problems. And so maybe we do need to actually start looking outside at other cultures and say, what are they doing that we're not? That would be the wise thing for me. That would be the wise thing to do, to start actually taking notes and seeing what everybody else has in common. That means that they're successful 
that we're not doing. Same thing that you do in business, right? You look around at successful businesses, you see where they're going right, and you emulate that. And that's the key to success. Jessica, to piggyback off of that, I'm sorry, just real quick. It's interesting. Um, What I've noticed is black men will include, no, I'm not going to just say black men because of course we've seen it over the last, no, okay. Matter of fact, this is the point. Black men will bring other races of women and other cultures of women to talk about black American culture, right? I don't typically see them bringing in other men of other cultures to discuss problems that the black community or black men may have within their own Mm. culture, even as it pertains to getting their women under control and um, being able to run a patriarchal society like other men have. I don't notice them bringing other men into their cultures to do that, but they're quick to bring other women into our culture to do that. And I wanted to know what you thought of that. To me, um, I think naturally you're always going to have this thing where men are going to be way more territorial than women are, okay? So you don't really see men of any culture bringing in other men as an example of a leader. That's something that you're going to see across men everywhere. It's just not what men do. Men see other men as threats. Whereas with women, it's not necessarily the same dynamic. And that's why you don't see it on both sides. You're not going to see um, men do that. But yes, they will use the counterparts as an example. And women do it too. Women say, well, you're not like the white man. You're not like the Asian man. You're yes. not doing what they're doing. So it that part happens on both sides. But men in it, general... It, it happens on both sides, it. but it's it's not... Because this is the thing too. Um, black women don't generally bring in other races of women. Like, mo- like you're not generally going to have black women and say, hey, girl, um, call up Becky and uh, tell Becky to come give us some classes on um, cooking or give us some classes on this, that, and the third. I think women are also territorial. Um, what I have seen, too, um, we don't generally do it on our side, but... I I think that we're starting to see a culture of black women bringing white men in um, to tell black men what they're doing wrong or to co-sign black women's fuckery. I think, I do think we're seeing a, a a influx of that. And I, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't agree with that. Um, Jessica, did you want to respond? Yeah, I do think that, if other people, other people outside are going to notice the situation, they're going to notice things that are going wrong. They are. And then you start to have um, where I, I describe a lot of what's going on as Western problems, Western problems. So it's mm. not necessarily something that you just see within black culture. It's something that's reaching out further than black culture. It's just becoming modern culture. So Mm -hmm. we're seeing it more prevalent within black culture, but it's Western culture, modern culture overall. So you're seeing a lot of this behavior in all women, um, different groups of women. You're seeing that everywhere. I agree with that. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Jess. Um, We got a super chat from Black in Effect. He says, not about trash culture. Stop that ish. It's about money and status. 
marriage is at a 150 year low in America, regardless of race. Y'all heard that? Regardless of race. <laughs> Only the top 20% are getting married. <laughs> Thank you, Black and Effect. We appreciate you. And I think there was another one, Danny. Was there another one? Oh, uh, bro, Curlin says, shit, I'll raise it up. <laughs> my, my wife is the shiz, um, the benevolent tyrant. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh. Curlin. Give my sister her props. I'm just saying, honey. I mean, <laughs> after the way he run me all over the house. Listen, listen but he gives uh, you your props publicly. Give her her flowers. That part. Um, um, shout out to Black with a Q. Because for whatever reason, it's not showing up on the screen here on StreamYards. But uh, shout out to Black with a Q. She says, good morning, ladies. Good morning, Black with a Q. Good morning, lady. And Ryan says, I see what you're saying, Sister George. But what about Latino women? Who brought them in? I don't, I don't know. Black I men? What you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Platt says, there is no such thing as Black culture. We are all Americans. Uh, F out of here with that. Um, outside of that, it's just ghetto people. Um, there is a such thing as Black American culture. And yeah, you, we ain't gonna let you get away with that one. Girl, look at how uh, beauty music be worried Ooh. about uh, curling, honey. Why are you oh, so worried about it? <laughs> oh, I mean, girl. What does that have to do with the price of sugar, though, or the price of tea in China? Baby, she be upset every show. <laughs> I, I do have a question that I want to pose to the panel. Um, I want to know, um, oh my gosh, I lost my question. Oh, um, based on something that Jessica just said, I want to know, um, should, or why is it that black women or American descendants of slaves or African-American women are being the, are the targets and um, are the targets of, of, you know, so many of these discussions being that j just like Jessica just highlighted, this is almost like a modern Western woman. Um, these are modern Western women behaviors that we're seeing, which were influenced largely by feminism. Why is the target black women? Why are black women named as the cause, cure, and, you know, everything else as it relates to a lot of the ratchetry that we're seeing women display? Um, why is the conversation not about, you know, modern feminism, modern women who've been influenced by feminism or um, black, you know, Western women? Why is the target African-American women? Mm. I, I think it's because it's most prevalent with, within that culture. I, I honestly that think that's why it is. If we see it, it's reflected in the marriage rate, it's reflected in society. And although some people might not like it, when you look at what the face of Ratchet is, it's going to come back to Black American women. Um, they're going to be the poster child for that in in the in the eyes of everybody else. So yeah, you see that within all communities, but it's more prevalent with Black American women, and that's why it's going to be the go-to when because you can't deny the stats. You can't. So when you look at it across yeah. all factors, um, they're they're up there when it comes to certain behaviors. I agree with that as it relates to the stats. And I understand, and thank you, because your your answer made perfect sense. I think that 
black women are the face of ratchetry or African-American women. But um, when you look at the stats, like the stats in the UK are rather high too. The stats in a lot of these um, countries that are being touted as a good alternative to find a wife, they have very high, you know, the marriage rates are declining. They have very high single mother rates um, in Brazil and in um, the Philippines and in the UK, um, you know, so we're seeing the, some of the same statistics um, in other places as well. But for some reason, the focus is continues to be African-American women. But I do think that you just made me realize the fact that if nothing else, like, you know, media helps to perpetuate the stereotype in addition to social media and things that are being highlighted, maybe things that would be considered low level, I, I refer to as low level, such as, you know, twerking and, you know, uh, cursing someone out and all of the things are also highlighted on social media for the world to see. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's a, a mixture of things. So you can have, um, again, here, high single mother rate um, in the black community and because we measure them separately in the mixed race community as well. So both of them have super high single mother rates. I think it might even be higher for mixed race people, actually. Um, mixed race women have higher um, you know, single mother rates. But when we look at things like marriage rates, divorce rate here is lower and the marriages tend to last longer as well. So there's still those subtle differences that, okay, yeah, marriage rate is dropping, but it tends to be a bit better than it's going in America. So we're not as far down the line as um, America is, but we're on our way there, basically. So that's why one, one thing that I'll always highlight is that over here we do have our problems we do mm -hmm. um it's it's there's definitely issues in society it's not perfect here far from it just oh, thank is, you jessica that makes perfect sense go ahead courtney yeah i'm sorry um i have a question for you jessica with the um with media and the image of black women in the uk do you see it the same as it is over here, like, do you guys have like the, the ratchet black women that's always showcased? We do, but mm -hmm. there's just not as many black women here. So it's not mm -hmm. as prevalent. You, you have to think we're 3% of the population. Okay. Um, and then when you go to women, 1.5% of the population. So it's not as prevalent on social media, but does that woman exist? Yeah. Does that stereotype exist? Yeah, it still exists here too. Got it. Okay. Okay. Courtney, did you want to chime in on the question that I asked? Regarding why, do you do you have any uh, thoughts as to why African-American women are the ones who are the focus of, you know, curing it or causing the behavior that we're seeing in this in society that would be deemed as ratchet? Well, yeah. Um, and I agree with um, Jessica on this. I mean, I think that we're the focal point because we're the ones that it's hit heavy, hit heaviest. Um, like I said, with the divorce rate, single parenthood, all that, like it's, it's, it affects black women, our health, obesity, it affects black women the most. Um, and it just seems like it's something that we're not, um, wanting to take control of or even take seriously. And I think there's maybe a lot of different reasons why I think we're just now kind of starting like all this 
you know, us conversing on it and talking about it, all this is new. And we've let a lot of decades go on where we didn't take care of the our image and our families and it's perpetu perpetually getting worse. But I do think that the tides are turning. And I do think there's women that are wanting to be better and wanting to correct mistakes and the mistakes that some women made, i.e. me, um, are trying to speak up and be like, okay, you know, to my 20 year old black sisters, y'all don't have to go through this route. Like, let's look at getting married in our 20s, you know, marrying before carrying. And I think that it's it's fairly new. Um, it's just not a lot of us saying it. And then the ones that do say it, you know, I don't know if we're being heard. That's uh that's a good point. Um, I know I see a lot of people saying that um we're making excuses, we're making excuses, and I always you know, I just find that kind of interesting because you know, and, and and this is what's being said in the chat as well. Well, mm -hmm. you got three baby mamas up there, um, and they're making excuses and they're they're excusing the sisterhood and um, like I said, there's not a need to speak out. Um, the black man is the only person who can redeem themselves. Right. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But if you've had a child out of wedlock and then you do turn around and you actually do do the right things and you start making better decisions, you can never be um, anything outside of a baby mama. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's, that is, that's, they're being disingenuous. Like we're not yeah, like outside of whatever you do. Spoke out against of it, against the sisterhood. In addition to that, you are married. I am engaged, planning my wedding. Like um, don't and, and Brittany is speaking out and telling women to do things differently, as we all are. We I and I got a man. Yeah, like, mm. come on, you know, but they want like we literally defend black men and tell black women that you need to be accountable for your actions. You need to do things differently. And there's still no acknowledgement of that. Like we're still insulted and berated and called, you know, nasty names. It's absolutely asinine. At this but point. The, the whole thing that's even more interesting. OK, we can sit here and take accountability but they still want you to feel beat up and, and done in mm -hmm. by it. And I, I always find it very yeah. interesting. I'm like, we're we've, we've taken accountability for us. We've taken right. accountability for our own actions. Um, I'm, I, I can't be your whooping bag because, uh, other things didn't work out, especially when I didn't keep making the same, uh, Mistakes uh, over and over again. And like, neither one of us are a baby mama to your children. Like, what are you talking about? I was in a relationship for 14 and a half years with my ex. Like, don't relegate me to a baby mama that's sitting up here trying to uh, defend the sisterhood. Like, that's absolutely silly. If you've listened to this conversation and that's what you walk away with, then you might need to go see somebody because your anger issues and the bitter and resentment that you're holding on to as, relating, uh, as it relates to whomever did you wrong you are projecting that on, on the women on this panel and that's completely unfair yeah, okay and they, always, and they always will like i said i hear it every day you ain't nothing but a baby mama you hit i mean and but what am i saying that's not true 
That part. You're making and, excuses for the sisterhood. You're making excuses for black women. Um, I, and, and it's so interesting because like we really sit over here and have some real, real, real deep, crazy conversations, which the sisterhood be mad as hell with us. And we catch it. Yeah, and I know you guys see it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It it's no, it's like we talked last, on our last show about how the sisterhood was mad that we had a conversation about fast ass girls. Like we literally get it from both sides, but we're going to remain true to who we are, continue to have the discussion and we'll continue to deal with it because that is like my mission is to ensure that we can have these hard conversations. We can have it from both sides. We can have people that have objective point of view. We can have a discussion with people who have dissenting views from our own and hopefully some clarity can be gained throughout that conversation by someone, even if it's just one person, but you know, it is what it is. Right. I'm going to read these super chats and get up off, off our soapbox. Um, shout out to platinum elite. He says black culture is an insult to black people. It only highlights the bad behavior of black people. What is black culture? Um, we highlighted that uh, plat. We just talked about that for, maybe 10, 15 minutes, like black culture. We talked about the fact that it's our music, it's our cuisine, it's our fashion, it's the art that we've given to the world. In addition to a myriad of other individual things that black African-Americans have contributed to this world. Um, shout out to Theo Waif or Waf. Um, he says, I advise black men on passport usage for marriage. Um, Theo, I hate to kind of bust you in your head, but you did uh, some of the same things and that didn't really work out for you. Um, a lot of things that I find to be very interesting, too, is like when some of y'all don't have the options um, to get a certain type of woman, then it becomes a thing to our all culture, the whole thing. I'm going to use my passport. Now, I do advise men to go out and do what's going to uh, best serve them. Absolutely. I have no problem with it. I don't have a problem with you going to get a passport or you marrying other women. But it's almost like um, if a man does want to be with somebody that's black or whatever, um, you guys uh, do try to um, y'all do a lot of cock blocking um, on women over here. And I, I, you know, it's nothing wrong with telling a man to expand his options and, and to get what's best for him. But y'all do do a lot of cock blocking toward the women over here. And I find that to be interesting, to say the least. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. Eugene says, just because of our fear of the realities of relationships and marriages, we either shy away from them or we turn to other cultures believing that the grass is greener. Um, Eugene, I absolutely positively agree with that. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele again. Um, he says, sadly, there are two sisterhoods just among black women. Um, I think they're sisterhoods with the majority. I think most of us are on one side or the other. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. Hey, Andy. He says black men aren't the blame for any American <laughs> black women issues. Black women even lie and say black men push colorism when it's the black women that are that are way more colorist. Do you see the, the delusion? Black men aren't blamed for any. 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 No, they know because black men are completely perfect. It's just, yeah. I don't, I, I just, it's, I see rage and I see anger in a lot of black men 
because they were hurt by black women. So I get it. But mm-hmm. every black woman is not the same. And if it's every black Very woman true. that is doing you wrong, maybe it's you. Like accountability got to bo- both work both ways. Like we yeah. all have to be accountable for the messed up stuff that happened in our life, the messed up people that we allowed in our lives. You know, there's no black woman just waiting to come out. Yep. I'm I'm ready to get in your life and F it up. Girl, I think and, that, and, that's and what they say we do. <laughs> I mean, it's not. And if they do, it, you allow them to. Just like if I allowed a, a man to continuously uh, berate me and degrade me, I have to take some responsibility for that. It, because I allowed them in my life. So it's just, it's just wild to me where now it's, you know, women haven't been held accountable. We get it. But now it's like it's all of our fault and we are the reason why yeah. that everything is just messed up in the community and it's not. Okay. We, we all have to take some kind of responsibility and kind of I'm trying to figure out what is the solution. How long are we yeah. still going to be That's why we have them? these conversations. But, you know, it gets sidetracked if we can't have it and a fair, you know, and have a fair discussion, a fair balanced discussion from both sides because everything gets derailed when they come with straw mans. None of our status had anything to do with the conversation, but here they come with the insults. So it's just, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, I want to get back to the conversation. Go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. Shout out to Aisa, Asa, Asia. Okay. Hey, he says, I don't think it's fair for U.S. Black women that it's fair for U.S. Black women to get the bad rap. Non-American Black women get to wild out under the Black girl title and escape back to their culture. Now Mm. they will post their flag and their profiles. Mm. Oh, you said a word then. I think you absolutely pop. That's an excellent point. Somebody just said, well, Shikari is what's wrong with um, Black women. And it's like, well, Shikari is Jamaican, first off. But like they want, they'll lump, you know, if it's a bad behavior, they lump it under Black women. Yeah, but where was, where was Shikari raised? Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that her she um, is uh, Jamaican. Like there are Jamaicans that are raised within the U.S. and they're they have a very intact culture. They stay, they remain under their culture. Like they West Indians are pretty close knit as it relates to their culture and their family. And despite the fact that she was raised here, that doesn't take away from the fact that she's Jamaican. But she was raised. Raised under under America, that's what she was yes, raised under. Uh, and so, if you take her back her to, to Jamaica, with an intact culture, it it, it it's a, works the same way with Africans, right? Africans mm-hmm. don't use people who were born over here or in America to represent them. They say that they're different, and they are different mm-hmm. because they're raised yes. under a completely that's different the same culture. Thing that I'm saying. So, Africans when in we America, look at it, a Nigerian in America is not going to consider himself black. He considers himself Nigerian, and he rem- ha- remains. No, they under consider his themselves culture. black, but just of Nigerian heritage. No, they don't. They will tell you. No, that they're they will tell they you will that they're Nigerian they're because they think black is synonymous with African American. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I've never people, had. But, I've never had. I, I've and I think this is for where, many many years, and they all refer to themselves as I'm Kenyan or I'm Ghanaian. I'm. They don't yeah. consider them. They don't call themselves because black. people people will they they know their heritage right. So their heritage is Nigerian, but ultimately 
they're still black. But what I'm saying is that there's a difference in that those people were raised under American culture. They weren't raised under Jamaican no, culture and Nigerian culture. No, they're not. Culture. Work in the U.S. To, like if you West Indian be, and you're raised in a West Indian household, you're going to have that intact family culture. You're going to have that. Not necessarily that, um, because... The yes, dominant culture around you is wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just say this. Um, here in America, um, and I, I grew up in New York City. So growing up in New York City, I got to see a lot of other cultures outside of ADOS culture. Um, if a girl was from Panamania, if she was Panamanian, she could have been darker than I am um, and be identified as black by black people. But if you talk to her, she's going to say that I'm Panamanian Absolutely. and then they still do stuff within their household yes, they, um, they while they, the let me, let me finish while they may wear certain, like the same clothing, this, that, and the third, or, or um, do things to quote unquote fit in with our culture. Um, they will still celebrate their holidays. They still uh, like if a girl was Muslim, she was still praying six, seven times a day wearing her hijab or whatever they'll participate in certain aspects of our culture. But if you go inside their house, you might as well be going back to their country because a lot of them really Absolutely. do practice their own culture within their I, household. Let from me my say experience. this really quick. I, 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 I understand I because it's really the same dynamic here. Yeah. They, they not only, I have a ton of West Indian friends. Not only do, will they tell you I'm Jamaican, not only will they tell you I'm Caribbean or whatever they are, they have a very intact family culture. They are, have a lot of cultural pride, which is something that is admirable to me. I think it's a beautiful thing. They frequent their home country. They go back and forth quite often. They will tell you that they are not Black American. The Not only is their, their um, cultural influence very strong, in their households, a lot of them, their families don't even like them fraternizing with African-Americans. They can't bring mm -hmm. home an African-American man. They can't bring home an African-American woman. They have, they still have very intact cultures. So yeah. I, I get you. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. It's because it's the same dynamic here where you have, every, like all the black people here know their heritage. So if you ask them what they are, they're going to say, for me, I'd be like, I'm Nigerian and Italian. Someone would be like, I'm Nigerian. Someone else would say they're Jamaican. I got that. So it's the same dynamic. But they're still black, right? But they just identify now, with, black, yes. with their... That they identify with their their heritage, which is why they'd identify as Jamaican. But what I'm saying is, if you take them back to Jamaica, the Jamaicans acknowledge, or the Nigerians acknowledge, that there's a difference between the people that were born there and the people that were born over here or in America. Why? Because although within that initial household, <clears throat> in that initial household, you can have cultural influences, yes. But that cultural influence isn't always strong enough to overwhelm the culture that you're living in, the environment that you're living in. So as much as you try, those elements of British culture, American culture are going to creep in to that individual. If you take me and you put me in Nigeria, I'm not going to be the same as them, despite me having Nigerian culture within my household and this is why a lot of people say you have cultures that come over here by the second generation the the original culture has left and the culture of the country that you're in overtakes so you can say that shikari is it, jamaican it yes and i get that she's raised in a jamaican house 
household. However, every day when she walks out there in society, what she's actually experiencing is the Black American experience. Most people aren't yeah, looking at her. Yeah, that's not what I was talking about. She's I'm Jamaican. talking about her. I'm talking about the primary influence over her life will come from her Jamaican culture. And yes, she is a Jamaican uh, young girl, but although now we're seeing black women as flamboyant, like Jamaican women have always had been very flamboyant in their style, how they present themselves, like the very colorful hair and the just a very um, vibrant style. Like that is Jamaican. So like- my, my That's, that's a Yardie that thing, was, yeah. Yeah. So my point in saying that was that she has a lot of influence from her Jamaican side. Yeah, she can be. That's just like, you know, there are people from Thailand, from the Philippines, whatever. But if you maintain your intact family culture, yes, you may be American, but that influence from your intact family culture can be stronger than anything, um, you know, that would be influential in your outside of those four walls. It, it can be and it, it can't be. It just depends. So I always say, growing up, we have a lot of people who are of South Asian heritage, right? Indian, Pakistani. And despite, and these are people that are growing up in very strict households, okay? What the girls would do is they would leave home in their hijab. You know, the hijab that they used to cover mm -hmm. their hair, their face? They would yeah. leave home in their hijab. We'd get to school. Those girls would be in the bathroom. They take off their hijab in their bag. They have a whole new outfit. They put on their skirt. They change the whole thing completely. They put on makeup. So they're walking around with their hair out, makeup on, short skirt. And then before they go home, they put back on their hijab, take off the makeup, change their clothes again. So although they're growing up in a household where that culture is pushed on them, the society is culture ultimately a lot of the times it does overwhelm the culture of the household and that's what you that's see with true, a lot of people so let, let me get oh, can't go ahead, deny that where you grow up influences who you are yeah, my, my overall point is just that anything that is negative or considered ratchet or bad is tied to African-Americans. Like even when we say right. Cardi B or whomever, like who, like anything that is seen as negative is all, despite the fact that they may not even acknowledge themselves as an African-American or even a black woman, they'll tell you I'm um, Hispanic, I'm whatever. Like it's always tied to black American women for whatever reason was my overall point. Well, you can I even take a good a good point like uh, dealing with, um, and this is a horrible point to bring up, but like with gay white men taking on black American women's uh, personalities when they become mm -hmm. gay. It has yeah. nothing to do with their culture at all, at all, at all, but they'll take on those personalities. And then when they become gay, it's generally like ratchet. Oh, hey, girl. You know, the accent, yeah. the hands yeah. and all that the stuff. Long nails, I'm like, the, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Let or me even white women do that, too. Mm. When they want to date black men. And, yes. You know, Ooh, you know no. and I just like, uh, okay. Right. They take the worst of us. And they take the worst of us because that's what you see on TV. And they say, well, let me look like, you know, the love and hip hops of the TVs to make sure they know I'm down and I'm black. And um, so slap in the face. Yeah. I'm going to read these super chats real quick. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says the no redemption 
ish is mad annoying. Once you take ownership of your F-ups, growth is usually next. That's human nature, not gender specific. Oh, babe. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to JJ. He says, love the combo. It's too late for guys who have passports, $100,000 dudes in three world countries. It's like a fat kid in a candy store. Hashtag passport bros. Uh, look up. That's a black Colombiana. Woo. Congratulations. Break out the 40s. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says, every black woman may not be the same, but you all desire the same things that won't help build families and a black community. This fact can't be denied. Um, Andrew, most women like, uh, like men to look like men. Um, most women, and I'm going to say the majority, I'll say that, uh, other women kind of have some damn sense about themselves and they ain't going to say, cause a man ain't got on no Gucci shoes. He ain't going to be shit. Um, but most women yeah, like Andrew, the men to be mess. tall, built, um, a big penis and some money. Most women want those things. Most. And why um, are we generalizing? Like, you don't know, because I, I just completely disagree with his comment, especially because he's saying, um, but you all desire the same things. That's not true. Come on, stop it. If they're talking about that women will, black women are probably the only race of women who move off of their attraction versus what might be good to them um, in, in droves, um, meaning that we'll allow somebody to make us a- typically live with by their attraction. Mm, I I think um not, it can't be the Mexican women because Mexican women um probably have the shortest men or Asian women. Yeah, but maybe uh, that's what they're ooh, attracted to. You know men. what? Bringing up Asian women, Asian women date out the most, but they have the most in tech. Okay, never mind. Um, shout out to Platinum Elite. He says most black women are not beautiful enough in comparison to her Asian, white, or Latino counterparts. Black men are angry. Black women are ugly. (laughs) Baby. Ooh, that was a flame. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. It's just, I mean, I'm pretty sure he has no one. So it's just someone that, again, probably is hurt. Black women hurt him. And so to take it. It's a troll. And that's what a whole lot of these men that have fake names, a picture is of nothing, but then want to say black women are ugly. We Wait, let me fi- let me finish reading them because I'm losing them. Um, shout out to Platinum Elite again because uh, this one didn't show up on the what you call it or I missed it. Um, he says Shakari Richardson is a hardcore South Dallas hood rat. She can't be more ghetto. This is why she is a failure. Um, Shout out to you, Platinum. Um, Shout out to Jay the Conqueror. He says, the root of our bad culture is our broken family structure. Since the law gives women full control of the children, guess who's more at fault? Um, Thank you so much, Jay the Conqueror. Um, Shout out to Ryan. He says, have you watched Shakari's demeanor or heard her speak very ados to me, despite her heritage. Um, I've I think heard her bring speak up and a good her point. Demeanor, and I, I mean, if you consider that ados, I've never spoken anything like that, and neither do my children. But yeah. Um, shout out to W. It's for Wumbo. He says, "I swear, I blatantly asked a Nigerian friend if he was black, and he said, no, 'No, I'm Nigerian.'" despite him being raised here. 
Um, we, of course. Yeah, we brought that up and I got a couple more. If I lost it, please repost and say you lost my super chat and I will get it read for you. People must be moving differently over there because I've never heard any black person here deny that they're black. I think it might be yeah, um, something important because for them to separate themselves from black Americans. From African Americans. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very, very common. Yeah. It's okay. so common to see somebody black say, Yeah, I'm mixed with Indian. I got Indian. Yes. Like, you are a Negro. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Professor Trill. Um, he says if she truly wanted to represent her culture, she wouldn't have run. She would have run. Uh, wouldn't she have run under the Jamaican flag after the results of the most current race? It would seem that her decision to run for the U.S. was smart. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I don't know if she want to represent her culture. Uh, I didn't say anything about that. Um, shout out to Black in Effect. He says other groups' patriarchy is crumbling right now. They don't have the answers either. The elite turned marriage into a top 20% proposition and luxury item. Um, I actually think we're doing that over here too. It's interesting. Um, shout out to Asia A. He says, so should American Black women retract the Black girl magic? Sprinkle, sprinkle. From non-American <laughs> black women, or keep everyone in the collective, it will have it will have it will have consequences on both. Okay, sorry about that. And shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says I'm referencing things like most black women in the world wanting to have straight hair. So is black men responsible <laughs> for black women hair being uh -oh. texturous, for examples? Um, yes, you guys are because we see the way you guys uh, admire soft hair. We see it. We see how crazy y'all go. Um, we just uh -huh. had Mike Epps, uh, take a picture with his daughter and talk about her hair and how he's so thankful. And when you got when y'all see nappy hair, excuse me, 4C hair, um, kinky hair, y'all don't get the same kind of gleam in your eye when you see some nice soft. Uh, flowy hair. Y'all don't get that same gleam in your eye when you see our hair versus when you see theirs. And you can't tell me what I ain't seen because I seen how y'all react. Never mind. Go here, y'all. I got more. I think it's it's one example, but I, I've seen pictures of little girls in with wigs on and um, weaves in their hair. From I, I saw a video um, of you know like little girl hairstyles. The other day and i kid you not this this was a baby probably had about an inch of hair but the the mum was putting like extensions i don't know what you guys call it braids extensions yeah which is crazy as hair, and you could see it's already pulling her hair out and she's a baby so i think this stuff sort of goes both ways and you need to look at ultimately who's raising that mindset where one is put above the other. I do think we need a push where we are appreciating natural hair. Okay. And that's why I did like the natural hair movement, but then it kind of faded out. I think the natural hair yeah. movement is still going pretty strong. Um, well, there's a big influx of women going back to perm. Now that's like big in social media. Women are saying oh. they're tired of their natural hair. So it was yeah. like a fad for a lot of women. Hmm. Oh, wow. Mm, I think you never mind because my press is like very, very great um, since I haven't had a perm and I get much more body and bounce and movement. But that's just me when I do a silk press. Anywho, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to read these super chats, the rest of them, because y'all, I'm out of breath. 
Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says, oh, I read that one already. Um, shout out to L. Nixon. He says, what? Some of my favorite ladies on the same panel. Good to see you, ladies. Peace, love, oh, and blessings. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Hey, L. Nixon. Hey, shout out to Jay the Conqueror. He says, hey, Courtney, what's three things Black women need to improve and three things Black men need to improve in your opinion? Um, before you answer that, let me just get the rest of them out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to AC Star. Jessica has no idea about Black America, our history, culture, or ideas. Thank you so much, AC Star, for that. <laughs> Um, I'm, I feel like I missed somebody. I'm sorry if I did, but if you did, put it back in the chat for me because I'm gonna get it. Um, shout out to AC Star again. He says, also, African American culture is not the same as American culture. Some overlap, but very distinct differences. Shout out to you, AC Star. We really, really appreciate all of you guys for all those super chats. Shout out to y'all. Okay. Uh, y'all want me to go with my to next, the next question? question? Yeah. Well, yeah, let me say this. I can answer that super chat that came from me um, with the three, what three okay. things I think that black women need to do. Um, I think we need to focus on our health. Um, I think we need to get into therapy and to see, to check why we're angry because we are angry. There's a lot of reasons why we should be angry, why we should not, but I think we need to get into therapy. Um, and one, another thing that black women can do, I said health, health as far as physically, mentally, and, um, and start listening to men. Let's start listening to them. Uh, they're angry with us. Let's figure out why. And maybe it's because we haven't been listening to them. So I think that's kind of three things and three things I think men can do. Same thing, man, get healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and um, talk to us. Let, let us try to get it right. We can't get anything right if you don't want to talk to us, if you don't want to communicate with us and let us know what, you know, how can we fix it? Instead of dismissing us and saying, I'm going overseas and I'm going to get another type of woman. Well, you have women here that wants to be with you. Hell, black women are, are very, very stuck with black men. We really, majority of us don't want to go anywhere. So let's give some of these women a chance that want you and want to love you and show you you are appreciated. Take a chance. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Um, O'Shea Lennox, thank you for the super chat, brother. I ain't seen you in a minute. He says atrocities are what other races do to succeed. ADOS should become that. Shaking my head. Thank you, O'Shea. Um, Danny, go ahead. What's your next question, dear? Okay. Now this is me steering the pot. Y'all don't get me, but you know that's what I do. Uh oh. So. <laughs> Do you feel, do you, does, okay, do you ladies feel that your sense of protection um, diminishes when others, uh, when other women, other races and nationality of women are brought into the conversation 
And I say that because generally when other women are brought into the conversation, I do typically get, um, I become defensive and I get really, really defensive of the culture. Um, and this is coming from somebody who was a baby mama at some point. Um, when they do bring in other women that say, uh, well, yeah, I don't like this aspect of black women or I feel like black women need to do this, that, and the third. I do get a bit offended by that because I'm like, well, you don't know. And how can you speak on something that you're not experiencing this, that, and the third? Mm -hmm. um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, d d does your sense of protection diminish in those instances? And we'll start with Courtney. Hmm. Okay. Let me just, I want to make sure I understand. So my level of protection for the black man your level of protection right. that you feel right. when you're in a situation and black men have another race of nationality or, or, or woman on a panel that may be speaking out or uh, may not agree with aspects of our culture. Yeah. A little part of me do. I, I don't feel protected, especially, and I'm just talking for me um, because I make it a, a point to not be that woman that are, would ever say black men ain't shit or anything like that. I make it a, a point um, to represent them as much as I can. And so if someone else is on a panel that is speaking negatively about my culture that's not black and they allow it, it's just like, it's a, it's a slap in the face to me. Cause I'm like, okay, you're wanting black women to you know, to be with you and then you have one and then you shit on her. So it can be a slap in the face. And then it's like, okay, well, darn. So, you know, I'm trying to be who you want me to be, especially if I want to have a husband and I'm trying to create myself to be a wife to um, my man. But then when I do, I get treated as if I told you that you ain't shit. So then it's like, well, what, what is it that you want from me? Yeah. Good point. Um, platinum, you have, you running out, baby. Um, no, I'm not going to tell her that, that that's rude. Don't, don't do that. That's not cool. Plat. Oh, I, I'm not worried about that. I know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. So there's not a troll in this world that's going to keep me and take me off my square. So I'm all right. Come um, on, Flat. Respect the panel. Andrew. Come on. You yeah, know that that how we like... rock over here. Respect the panel. And that's just a reminder to everybody. You guys can have dissenting opinions and disagree with us. Just do it respectfully. Like, no berating the panel. We ain't doing that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says, I don't see most black men are angry, angry with black women. They just accepted the fact that most black women are stubborn and won't change at all. Similar to having a bad child as a parent, you accept they cho chose their own path. Um, thank you so much, Andrew. That's an interesting thing that you compared us to children. Okay. Um, shout out to 205 Will. He said, yo, who hacked Platinum Elite's account? We don't know, man. We don't know. 
Um, shout out to Ryan. He says it could also be that black women's privilege within black within the black community may be threatened when another race of woman is brought in. Um, interesting, interesting point, Ryan. I'm, I, I do want to address that at some point. Um, shout out to Kenny Conjo. Kenny, where have you been? Haven't seen you in a minute. Shout out to you. He says Sunday greetings, oh, Sister George, Concrete Rose, Jessica X, and the guest just stopping through. Y'all keep us in thoughts. Um, the East Coast area is dealing with hurricane weather conditions. So uh, wow. peace chat. Um, shout out to everybody on the East Coast. Hopefully you guys are definitely, definitely safe. Um, y'all be careful out there because hurricane season is no joke. So um Jessica, do you have a response for my question about the sense of protection diminishing when you hear uh, um, black men up, uplifting um, or promoting other coaches of women around you? No, not for not for me. I don't feel maybe because of my background, it's not a big deal to me. Um, but I just see it as if if you're competitive, you have nothing to worry about. If you feel like you're bringing something good to the table, what is there to worry about? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good and I'll point. say, I don't um, understand the competitive, but it's for me, it's the respect factor. Like, wow. I, I would hate, and a black man should feel kind of a way if I'm big enough a white man saying, yeah, black man, y'all. <laughs> and they do. White they man do. doing it. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all better get up on it. I, I would I would hope black men feel a certain kind of way. Like, darn, sis, like that's we we can have conversations, but we don't have to elevate other cultures um and downgrade ours. What I mean when I, I say competitive is that if you're if you're actually, you know, um on on your A game, you're you're competitive in the market and that you don't need to worry, okay, even if they talk about um, white women, Asian women, you know you're still doing your thing, so it they don't matter. If you know that you're bringing your best, um, they don't matter. You, they shouldn't be a threat or change anything, really. Yeah, I, don't, I think we're saying something different, because I'm not saying it as a threat. I'm saying as far as disrespecting one, my culture no, for another. I wasn't responding to, to what you were saying. Okay. I was responding to Sister George's question. Okay. Not not your response. Um, let me read the super chat really quickly. I do think you know you guys are responding to different aspects of the question. But um, yeah. Andrew, thank you yeah. so much for the super chat. He says at the base level to start, black men overly protect black women. More black men die or go to jail over defending black women. Some of my childhood friends were victims of this. Even my friends that were the good guys fell victim. Interesting. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your support. Um, what's the next one? Roger Report. Thank you, brother. He says the problem sisters have is that they're more attracted to dysfunction than even a man's looks or money. And accountability levels are considered by men like single mothers marrying their baby daddy versus marrying another man versus not being married at all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate your support. Um, as it relates to the question, I would have to say that, yes, I feel some type of way. 
Um, I feel some type of way. I think that it's disrespectful. It's insulting. It is tantamount to inviting a stranger into your house while you are chastising a family member. Um, I am a conscious Black woman, so Black people are my family. Um, Black people throughout the diaspora are my family, but I view them more as like an extended part of my family, whereas African-Americans are my close family. So I absolutely feel some type of way. Um, I don't, I guess when when the way that you phrase the question, when we're talking about like a panel, I don't know, especially because I've, become, I've been in this space for years, I don't expect direct protection from the men in this space, but I do feel, um, offended when the men in the space are engaging in conversation about what Black women need to do to improve and the conversation is with someone that it, it, the um, conversation is not applicable to. I think that just like the men in this space, I've seen them get pretty upset. White men have been invited into this space to talk about what Black men need to improve. Um, in the same vein, I feel as though when you have someone that's not a black woman on the, on the uh, engaged in the conversation, um, that it's not necessarily fruitful. In addition to that, I also think that oftentimes people on the outside looking in, um, but women on the outside looking in seem to struggle with identifying with uh, where black women are coming from as if they, you know, well, they can't relate to our experiences. They will, um, they seem to think that, you know, um, everything, they oftentimes seem to take everything that the black men are saying as factual <laughs> without considering what the other side um, could have experienced. So I do feel some type of way at the end of the day. Um, uh, you know, not enough to make us think about it, but it's not my preferred method of engaging in dialogue to uh, help improve the the um, current state of our community. I, I do agree with you on that point where, um, you know, just like you have the, the women bringing in white men who have no ties to the black community I, I don't think it should happen the other way around right so you're bringing in these these people from you know other races they have absolutely no ties whatsoever to the black community that they, they they have no black heritage they're not married to a black person they don't have children that have black in them what is what why are they almost there so that part I, I do agree with you on I don't feel like you should be bringing in other people just to critique just for the sake of it you know what's your investment so that I, I agree with that's a good point yeah uh, a great way to say it what is your investment is a good point but I, I also think mm -hmm. like people in other cultures for example like I think that like our experiences are completely different Jessica like I don't think like as African-American people there are just we have shared experiences like growing up we could you know I was raised in the Midwest. I could have a conversation with someone who was raised on the West Coast and we had the ex experience, the exact same things growing up. So there's just a different dynamic like when you don't understand the experiences of both sides and or um, you're not empathetic to both sides and at least making an attempt to be impartial at least from the start of the conversation and then once the conversation is had concluding whatever it is that you conclude and say hey you're wrong on that you need to improve um but and that being able to be impartial to hear both sides okay mm -hmm. shout out to soul provider speaks he says what is exactly 
what exactly is the culture when it comes to family? Anytime I ask, I only hear answers that go to entertainment. Um, if you are talking about, um, okay, so everybody going to church, everybody going to church on Sunday, um, being able to sit down at a dinner table um, and you're eating and you're talking about uh, different things. Um, things that happen in our in the black community might be a lot of things may be the same as it comes to culture, period. But there are going to be certain things that's limited to uh, the black experience, in my opinion. And that is entertainment. But entertainment does surround a lot of our culture or our, a lot of our culture is surrounded by entertainment. Um, so I, I feel like um, when you're talking about family, and you're doing family reunions or. Um, your big mama living with you and you know how big mama yell and she likes to cook greens every Sunday and this, that, and the third is uh, our food. Um, but I feel like it's the, it's a lot of things that are similar to everybody else's culture. So Modern culture is heavily influenced by entertainment. So we're not going to be able to have a conversation about culture and have it be a well-rounded conversation without something relating to entertainment being brought up. That's just the way it is. And modern culture is just influenced by everything relating to entertainment. So um, that's probably why whenever you ask the question, somehow some way entertainment is brought into the conversation. Okay. Um, shout out to Snuggle668. Uh, she says the purpose for bringing in people in other cultures, it's to manipulate a change of some sort of situation or mentality. It's strategic. Pay attention. Um, Snuggles, uh, um, I said, yeah. we and we, we discussed this at the very beginning of the show, um, that it is to get the best uh, things for 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 them, black men do want to get the best options that they can. And so if they do bring in other women, um, I do think it's for the purposes of being able to get the best out of black women um, for themselves. So I, I, I don't disagree with you there. Ladies, what are your thoughts And I want to say really quickly, I don't think that black, well, that like foreign black women don't have a place in the conversation. I, my point is just that, you know, foreign black women, for example, if we're talking about a conversation that's limited to African-Americans, I think that foreign black women um, could be involved in the conversation, but um, it's important to be impartial, at least initially, um, to hear both sides of the conversation before you know, making your um, assessment is my point. Here's one thing I'd say concrete because I see AC in the chat and a lot of people say these are AJO's problems. These are AJO's topics. These are AJO's issues. But these aren't just AJO's. So I think a lot of people are looking at it through their, their little box or their little lens and they can't see outside of their own little bubble. These aren't AJO's problems. These are societal problems and you see it replicated in other communities. And so if it's going on for somebody that's foreign, like myself, yeah, I'm going to speak on those mm -hmm. issues because I can relate to it. So People need to, when they're, they're saying that these are ADOS problems, no, they're, they're not just ADOS problems. These are societal modern problems. And I think that's something that people yeah. need to acknowledge. Certain things I stay out of. So if it is something that's unique to, um, you know, Black American culture, 
I will, I'll stay out of that. So something like slavery, I'm, I'm not really going to get into it. American politics, I'm all the way out of it, all the way, because that's unique to you. But a lot of these things that we're discussing here are not unique to Ado's people or to African-Americans. Oh, I agree not. with that. I pointed, yeah, I pointed that out a while back. I'm not talking specifically about the discussion that we're having right now or and. But, I, I pointed that out earlier that, you know, ratchetry is happening throughout the globe, that it's not just African-American women. So I completely understand that this is not an A-dose issue, but I'm talking about when the focus of the conversation is specifically about African-Americans. Yes. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. Any mm -hmm. Black women here ever cared about, ever cared how non-Black men view Black women? Many of my white and Hispanic homies told me they see black women as violent, disrespectful to men and, and ratchet. Um, some of these guys thought about dating black women, but were cautious. Um, to be honest, I like care. I said, I, I, I do I do think that a lot of you guys do do a lot of cock blocking on black women and black women's image. Um, I also don't think that a lot of good quote unquote, good black women are promoted the same way ratchet black women are promoted. Um, so there is a, a thing, but we do the same things to you guys on the opposite side um, to where we say a lot of derogatory things about black men. And we are trying to discourage other races of women from dealing with you guys too. So um, I do see a lot and, and we see the same thing from white women who say derogatory things about black men. Yeah. Um, a lot of those things have been said before. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a mess on both sides with that. Um, yeah. What do you, what I, do you think, Courtney? Yeah, I agree. And as he's talking about, they see black women as violent. The most violent man that white people would say would be the black man. I don't have to worry about someone clutching their purse when I get on the elevator, but I'm sure black men do. Black men get pulled over majority of the time you know, because the police see them as a threat. So I would, you know, say that it's actually black men's image that's always been perpetuated as violent, not necessarily the black woman. I mean, you might see it on World Star, but as far as in society throughout America, black men has always been portrayed as violent and true. as thugs. Yeah. Why you think Trayvon Martin? What that happened? Because he had on a hoodie, looking like a thug. Right. Look at Tamir Rice, a baby. Yeah. Right. You, black men has the violent thing. So again, I don't know what's going on. Why he doesn't want to take any kind of accountability of any kind of image of the black man as well. But no, the black man has I, always I think, been looked at as violent. I, I think there there is that perception of um, black men as being violent. You know, and that's definitely portrayed through the media. But it doesn't take away from that being on the women as well. So we can't say that because, um, you know, men are portrayed in a certain way that it takes away from, from women's portrayal because the women are still portrayed as violent too. Um, and I think even as a woman, that's it's even worse of an image. And so there's definitely a problem there if the world is seeing a certain representation of you. Um, I don't think we can look away from that and just say, well, it's for the men too. We well, to say, okay, the, the whole thing to me problem. is if, if you're not doing um, 
really good promotion of uh, good, decent people on both sides. And then you're looking to that other side to receive validation and to tell you what's good. And everybody is thinking that we're bad. Um, I, I think one of the biggest problems that I see is that we seek out validation of others anyway, who don't have um, the I same culture or experiences. So I, I, I see an issue in that aspect. And then um, like I said, to me, I think it's the same on both sides. If we're running around saying that black men aren't shit and um, black men are criminals and they're fucked up and this, that, and the third, that still is a reflection of who we are as people. And to me, it's the same way with yeah. black men. Um, black men, mm -hmm. people don't look at black men and separate black other cultures don't look at black people and separate the cultures and say that, well, black women are, are different from black men. The majority of right. people see us as the same thing. So I, you know, I always yeah. find that to be interesting. Like we're, we're seen as the same thing. You don't, you're not going to be able to get away from black women and say, well, I'm not like those black people. Um, mm -hmm. because you could sit there and say that shit all you want to, but people are going to see what they want to see and act accordingly. In my opinion, I, I, that's how I see it. Um, I'm going to read the super chat. Shout out to AC Star Radio. He says the critiques are coming from non-Ados black women. And I'm confused to why they care. They don't belong to our culture or group or. Uh, so what's the point of the dot, dot, dot? <laughs> Thank you so much, AC Star. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, family culture, boys, passive, keep out of trouble. Don't challenge your mother and do what I tell you. Girls, aggressive, watch out for boys. Stay on your grind. Fend for yourself. That doesn't promote working together. What's funny about that, mm. though, Black Wizard, is Black men, the lessons that you're talking about are coming from the, the yeah. same Black men who are against it when these girls grow up and become those women. Um, this mm. stuff was preached by, I, I no, don't get me wrong, I did hear those things from my mom. I did, but my mom also told me um, to keep out of trouble and I, I don't get to challenge her. I just need to do what I told, what I'm told. Um, but I was also told to watch out for boys and get my own money and to fend for my, learn how to fend for myself. Um, that was taught on both sides. But, you know, um, when men teach feminism, I don't think that guys are accountable or men are actually accountable for that because you are here from your dad probably before you hear from anybody else within your household. So that's interesting. Um, shout out to Snuggle 668. She says, beautiful women on the panel. I would like to see each of you promote the beauty of what black women have to offer. Continuously lead the way. Um, I think we do that. I think we are excellent representations of that. Um, shout out to Platinum Elite. He says, no foreign women of standing choose black That's men awesome. before white men. Black men can only get poor foreign women. I used to live there. Black men get trash <laughs> women. Oh, gosh. Baby, Jessica, what was you saying? Yes. I don't know if it was just me that Jess, had this were you saying something buzz. responding to Platinum's comments? No, you no, no. It was, but it's gone. It's gone. This, yeah, okay. I can. Okay. Um, concrete, what is your next uh question, honey? Because platinum is ooh, okay. So I did just want to piggyback off the last question. Um, I, I, I don't care how I'm viewed by others. Um, I care about how black men view me. Um, those are 
black men are kings to me. They are so regal, absolutely beautiful, stunning. Like everything, you know, um, every positive, um, everything positive characteristic that you can think of, I would attribute it to black men. So uh, those are the only opinions that I care about. I think that you highlighted a really good point when you talked about us seeking validation from others. Like I'm not seeking validation from men outside of my race. I would never ever consider dating a man outside of my race and I just don't give a shit about what they think about black women. Black men, on the other hand, I do care about what black men think about black women. Um, that is a primary reason why I do this show, because I want us to be able to have the conversations. I want us to be able to shift the narrative. I want black women to be able to hear black men out and to be able to empathize with them and give credence to their complaints and their concerns about the black community. Um, but just moving on, my question to for my next question for the panel is I want to know from the ladies do you believe that there is any validity to the complaints of black women of African American women we all here, especially because they're in a male-dominated space, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I know if you go outside of here to a black woman-dominated space, you would hear something differently. But within this space, we often hear how you know black women are the cause of everything wrong with the world. But as it relates to the complaints that black women have regarding black men, on the flip side, um, do you ladies believe that there is any validity to the complaints that black women have? And if you could expound upon your answer, starting with Courtney. Yes. I mean, I would never take anyone's right and say, well, you're that's not important or I don't believe it. So yes, black women have gripes, of course, in this uh, sector and rightfully so. Like I said, it's important that we hold each other accountable um, as far as with women holding women accountable. And I think men need to hold men accountable, but none of us is perfect. We all have our issues. We all have contribute to the downfall of our culture in one way or another. Um, so I've had some gripes about black men that I've seen and, you know, I don't necessarily put it on a platform because I think they've had it long enough for 30, 40 years where everything bad about the black man has been exposed. So, you know, I try to turn that narrative, but we're not there yet, point blank period. And there's a lot of stuff that I think, you know, black men can do better. There's a lot of things that black women can do better. So, I mean, to each its own, but I don't choose to throw it out there, like I said, with black men, because, I mean, that's, we've always done that. And it's really gotten us nowhere but separated. So, you know, I, I'm really trying to focus on um, resolution. And I find it interesting, too, because when I say or speak about resolution, you know, men is like, well, y'all have y'all just wanted to do it. Y'all need to wait another 30, 40 years how you've treated us. And I'm like, well, how does that work? You want to be angry with us for 30, 40 years? How does that make us better? It's continuous on us being where we are and we're not anywhere close. We're at the bottom of the totem pole. Wealth-wise, we're the brokest in, over here in the States. Families broken up, you know, children not having parents in the household. I don't want to go through another 30, 40 years of that. Exactly. I yeah. don't. And I, we, we can't afford it at all. 
So, yeah. Thank um, you, thank you, Courtney. Yeah. Um, did you want to read the super chat before Jess goes? Sure. Um, shout out to L. Nixon. He says we are not focusing on knowledge of self. You have the power to affect your immediate surroundings. Law of attraction. You be the change you want the world to see and represent black people well. Mm -hmm. um, L. Nixon, I absolutely positively agree. Um, thank you so much for that. And shout out to Platinum again. He says, no disrespect. Take care. Um, thank you so much, Platinum, for coming thank through. You, Appreciate the support. Um, yeah. Uh, Jessica, what are your thoughts on Concrete's question? If you could just give me the question again, I'm sorry. Is there any validity uh, to Black women's complaints about Black men? Okay. Um, I say that there, there is um, a certain sect of, of Black men who aren't doing what they, they need to do. Um, you know, we, we reference him as Pookie. So we know that Pookie is out there. We know that he exists. Um, I don't think sometimes Sometimes I don't think we acknowledge the influence that we can have on each other's behavior. I think if women were to stop picking pookie, pookies would disappear. Um, women pick men, men can continue to be pookies because women are still choosing them, so they're still getting what they want out of society without having to put in that work. So they're always going to exist. It's almost like the cheat code. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be about anything. I'm not going to do anything but I'm still guessing something. So that subset is always going to exist as long as we allow it mm. to exist. So yes, you do have um, those men out there, but you, it, it, I do still think that we, we have a role to play in that. We have a part to, to play in their creation and we have to acknowledge that. Um, so yeah, I'd say they exist, but we, we also play into that as women. Um, and so we need to be cautious of, of one, how we're raising sons, and two, the behavior that we're choosing to endorse in guys. And I feel like a lot of the times women get caught up in Pookie because here's the thing, he doesn't want to see anything change. He wants society to stay just as it is because if society is the way it is now, he has to do less but still get something out of society. So he wants everything to stay the same. He doesn't want anything to improve. He doesn't want <clears throat> he doesn't want women to pick better because if women pick better, he gets pushed out of the market. So Pookie is going to go out of his way to make sure that women still keep choosing guys like him. Um, and I think women need to be cautious of that and acknowledge what's going on there, that he's acting in his own self-interest as opposed to what's actually best for society, which is women picking productive men. But yeah, Pookie exists. We, we can't deny that he's there. Um, I would say that I pretty much agree with Jessica and Courtney. Um, I don't think that it's all invalid. Uh, you know, I do think there's some validity to those statements, but we are making the conscious choice to choose certain types. Um, and we have not tended, we haven't waived from that. You know, um, if a guy is a certain way and he, he carries himself a certain way, a lot of us, we still go. So I, I think there's a absolute validity in it. But um, if we're still making the choices, if we're still going back to um, the same thing that we're putting down, then what good is it? 
doesn't make us. We're still fucking with him. So, you know, that's kind of how I see it. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says both men and women have God defined roles in relationships. And unfortunately, there are black men and black women who are not willing to embrace those roles. Um, Eugene Steele, a lot of us don't believe in God anymore or or a higher power anymore. Um, so it's hard to bring um religious aspects or even um defined roles because when you go back to roles that are really defined and um, what those roles were intended for, um, I do think that you'd have to go back to certain religious aspects and what people said those roles were from the beginning. But we're getting further away from religion and um, spirituality nowadays. So, I, you know, when you're getting away from it, then you're going to be able to define those roles however you want. And yeah, I was trying to come off mute for some reason. Y'all couldn't hear me or whatever, but. I wanted to piggyback on what Jessica was saying just quickly and ask about the delineation. I'm like, why is there a delineation when it comes to black men? And there's never a delineation when it comes to black women. It's black women as a whole, but then it's, oh, just Pookie, which the women who have complaints, they're not just relegated <laughs> to Pookies. Like they are complaints about all men. Um, there are men who would be categorized in the educated lane because for whatever reason, there's these two categories of Pookie and Ray Ray and educated lane as if, you know, all men would fit into one or the other. But the complaints that women are making are not just relegated to lowlights. Um, and I just want to know, like, why there's always a delineation for Black men, but never a delineation for Black women. Because I know even Courtney was highlighting earlier, like, not all Black women are the same. Um, I I have never in my life acted anything like Shikari acts. I do not engage in ratchet behavior. I've never, that's just not me. I mean, if, if for those women who like and enjoy that, more power to you, but I've never behaved like that. But I just want to know why there's a delineation for Black men, but not Black women. Mm -hmm. So personally, you're never going to hear me say all Black women. Um, it's not not something I'm gonna say. Not all black women, not all women in general. It's it's, it's not something you're gonna hear come out of my mouth. But if we're talking about generalizing overall, um, you tend to have more women who are fitting a certain stereotype. And like I say, we always back it up with statistics and everything. But you have more women who are fitting a certain stereotype than you do men who are fitting a certain stereotype. So Pookie is the minority. He's a minority, but people like to make him out to be the general rule or the majority when he's not. The fact is, Keisha is basically the, the, the general woman. She's the general rule when it comes to, to, How, to black though? culture. Like, what statistics support that? When we look at the, the single motherhood rate, when we With look 40 at... 40% of black women don't have children. And Pookie and Ray Ray don't necessarily right. have to have a child. I know thugs who don't have so, so 60% of women do. So that's the, the average, the general, right? And then when you go into that 60% of that 60% have multiple children by multiple men. So we are getting into general rules here. When we're talking about women who have children, generally those women have children by multiple men, right? You so can't deny that. So is that the only standard for being a Keisha? Like you have to have children, a mama. be a single mother? It, no, 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 no. It shows that you're making certain choices. And even as I say this for myself, um, I'm not 
I'm not the person that's going to say it's all single mothers are horrible. All single mothers are done. Listen, um, we're all adults. We can all say sometimes things genuinely just don't work out. They, they don't. So I'm not taking that stance. But when we're looking into what when we're looking into what women are complaining about in relationships, OK, one, we have the domestic violence thing, right? When you actually go and look into the statistics and you see who is committing that domestic violence, it's a certain type of black man. And the majority of them are earning between zero and $12,000 a year. They're picking a certain type of guy and then complaining about the outcome. So they're making certain choices. So what I'm saying is when you're looking at what women are complaining about, they're complaining about being single mothers, but the majority of women who have kids, because there's 60%, that's the majority, the majority of women who have kids are choosing to have them with multiple men. So you, okay, the first time that this is why I'm not like this half fast rule, the first time, um, listen, you go into it with the best of intentions, it doesn't work out, you made a mistake, cool. But then you go ahead and you do it again. That's when I'm like, okay, now you need to start fixing up your behavior. One time I can see it. When you start making that a pattern, it's telling me that something's going on with the way that you're picking. There's something wrong with your picker. And that's what a lot of women don't want to acknowledge. I respect that. I guess for me, when I think of Akeisha, like being a single mother alone is not what I would classify as Akeisha. I know women who don't have children and who are ratchet. I know women who have children who are ratchet. And what I mean, it, like engaging in ratchet behaviors, that's why I was saying, wanted to know the statistics. I'm like, how can you quantify like who's engaging in ratchet behaviors and what percentage of black women are engaging in ratchet behaviors and what percentage aren't? So I, I guess I that's why I asked for the, the supporting um, statistic yeah. regarding that ratchet is a stereotype it's an attitude we can't define attitude necessarily by um statistics you know it's something so that's very we... hard to pin down with statistics mm-hmm. but we can pin it down with certain behaviors so that's when you start getting into dating choices that's when yeah. you start getting into relationship choices and you start to see it reflected there so we can back those parts up with statistics but when it comes just down to your general you know i don't know if you want to go to a stereotype super long fake eyelashes the, the 10 inch nails the, the blue weave we can't yeah because keisha down is based on a stereotype just as pookie pookie is a mm-hmm. is a, a thug you i mean how do you quantify that other than a criminal record like i, I just think that it's hard to to make a, an assertion that majority of black women fit into a keisha stereotype but pookie and ray ray is the minority of black men i think it's hard to to assert that and have supporting data because, you know, there are so many nuanced things that you can say, oh, well, this classifies someone as a Keisha or this classifies someone as a Pookie and Ray Ray. I think that that's just a common argument that I see in this space because all of the men want to say, oh, that's not us. That's those guys over there. Whereas when it comes to, you know, inappropriate behavior that Black women are engaging in, it's always generally looked upon as, oh, all Black women behave like this or the majority of Black women behave like this. Okay, but you you can take it back to what you just said within your example there something that people would be um people would use to define a pookie a guy that has you know um a, a violent criminal history we have stats for that something that men would use to right. describe a keisha multiple kids by multiple men we have stats for that 
So yeah, but the parts, stats are not the majority. So if those you personas, say that. and th- th- there are other things. The, the stats, no, the, the stats of women who have children. The majority of women who have children do have multiple kids by multiple men. Yeah, but that's sixty percent of women with children of have women who have. Yeah, the percentage of the women who have kids. So let's say if we're doing it percentage-wise, let's take away the 40% of of that 60% who don't have children. And then that means that most of the women have one child or or children by one person, and they would not fit into the stereotype. No, no. It means that most of the women have more than one child by more than one guy. Now, you can say overall, if you want to look at women who don't have children included, then most women don't have more than one kid by more than one men, man. But if we're looking at it, and that's why you and have that to would keep be the majority. because we're keeping, we're keeping childless women out of it. That's why if you listen clearly to what I said, of the women who actually have children, the majority of them have kids by multiple men. Right, but your original argument was that the majority of women are would be fit into the Keisha stereotype. So then, when you fur- when we further drill down into the argument, you said, or a woman who has multiple children by multiple men, which is why I said let's deduct the women who don't have multiple children by multiple men, and that for, uh, would be the majority. All right, but but um, concrete. Here's what I'm saying. Pa- Part of the Keisha stereotype is that woman has kids, right? So when we're looking into the woman that has kids, like I said, the majority of them have multiple kids by multiple men. That's part of the Keisha stereotype. It's it's the kid factor. So we're taking the women out of it that that don't have kids. If you're looking at it on criminal record, Mm -hmm. we just have to go overall because that's something that applies to everybody. The kids part is specific. No, I understand. If we're looking overall at at you can take it back to the the domestic violence thing, something else that women um complain about. You can only judge that by of women who have been in relationships, right? Or had some sort of um close interaction with men. So you're gonna have it's gonna cut out a certain subsect of society just from the way it is. No, I understand what you're saying. I just, I guess I disagree on the point of it being the majority. And that's just like, even still with your explanation, I, I still disagree on it being the majority just for the reasons that I just stated. But I don't want, you know, I, you've expressed your reasoning behind why you, like your your answer or response to my question about the delineation. So I know we got some super chats to read and um, Danny had another question that she wanted to chime in on too, but thank you for uh, the clarity. Okay, shout out to Karan Williams. He says, I disagree. It's not us pookies. We're making the babies and the only reason niggas still exist, it's Henry. Give a nigga a million and they'll get a Benz and a white girl. That's always been our issue. Not a million and a white girl, child. Um, Shout out to Andrew Wilkins um, again. He says the problem is when black women complain, they're never completely honest about the complaint. Everything that's wrong with black women, they say it's more prevalent with black men. Even the issue of black women respecting non-blacks more than blacks. Ooh, Andrew came with the smoke for y'all, honey. Um, Because he ain't talking to me. It was, I know I've missed some people's stuff. Do not get me. Um, shout out to AC Star Radio. 
She is mocking us in our face and we love it. Shaking my mother in head. Um, Jessica, you know, he talking to you, child. <laughs> Girl, what you done did to AC? Because AC is not here for your shit. Mm. Shout out to Tim Howard. He says, question to all of the ladies on the panel. Do you believe that the relationship between black men and black women would ever be cured? If so, what would be the cure? And what do you think it, what do you think it will, when it will happen? Um, I think that um, when our culture end up being intact, like I feel like, women have too much freedom and i know i'm a woman and i'm saying this and i like freedom as like myself but when you have a culture of women that are free and we're able to make a lot of our own decisions and we don't have to be dependent upon anybody um i do think that that separates a lot of us because we don't have to put up with each other's shit at this point so um when we are when we have to go back to being more dependent on each other i think that's when the culture will end up back intact but as long as we're allowed to be independent and do whatever we want have babies by whoever we want um travel anywhere we want and still be able to get penis um i don't see it have stopping anytime soon that's my opinion not the ladies on the panel but mm. that's it. um ladies uh shout out to andrew wilkins he says just all black women are stubborn and deny reality i've never been wrong about women ever black <laughs> women can't break from their reputation oh, wow. lol seriously andrew <laughs> andrew girl uh, now courtney i don't know if you know this but andrew comes through in super chats and andrew <laughs> hangs around the ghetto and does like a an assessment and he comes Clearly. back and he relates it to Okay. Well everything. he's never wrong. So I want him to never give me wrong. The he need to give me the number so I can go on the hit for this weekend because what? he's never wrong. <laughs> Not the numbers girl. Uh <laughs> yes, honey, we get, we need those numbers. Yeah, he's um, never wrong. Never ever wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um everybody take it hit the like button because I think we're like at one almost 140 and i would just love for us to get to at least 140 so go and hit the like button it's 200 over 200 people in this chat hit the like button we ain't gonna bite soon so let me get to my next question and this is gonna be my final question um i want to know how bad do you guys think that feminism has perversed our culture and why are other women rushing to participate and we'll start recording. Yeah, feminism single-handedly destroyed the black family. Once we got, um, like I said, assimilated back in the 60s, uh, we let white women get into our ear and decided to get us out the household to work and um, look at our man as equal to us. Uh, that single-handedly for me, I believe, started the destruction of the black family. And while a lot of us are not seeing that, and especially with modern women that are still having these uh, feminist ideas, why they don't see that, you know, we are still progressively getting worse. And why are we not looking into our elders instead of other countries? Look at our elders that did it right, that got it right. Big mom and them 
why are we not looking to them to revert back to where we were when we were married at an 80% rate? I don't know. I don't know why we're dismissing our elders. I don't understand why we're not even adding our elders to these conversations. Why are we not adding grandma and them that was married for 60, 70 years and figure out how they made it work? And that's what I'm saying. Let's look at us. We had it together before. This is something that we've not always been a messed up community. We were strong. We black women are beautiful. We were healthy, you know, and looking back at that, why aren't we, why are we not using those examples? Well, I just want to say this, Courtney. Um, and what I've noticed about our culture of women nowadays is that nobody wants to be like big mama. Um, people, uh, you know, me and Concrete had a conversation about women actually getting on this internet and down in big mama, like big mama wasn't, wasn't ish. Mm -hmm. Um, they've talked about that big mama suffered abuse and she suffered getting cheated on and, um, she like she wasn't worth anything but big big mama was actually a part of the structure of our family that really kept the family together um and she made it through some stuff so i that's a really really good question um or good point um Mm -hmm. that you brought up courtney yeah and big mama red not saying that we need to be big like big mama but (laughs) you know it's just you know the essence of we she you know, made sure that the family was always together. And regardless of her husband, they had some issues like every relationship does, but she catered to that man and that man took care of home and took care of his kids. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Um, Jessica, what's your response? Um, Yeah, I, I agree with Courtney there. You can see the impact that feminism had on the black community and just feminism's had on the the, the modern world. Um, its influence is undeniable. And we sort of, what's happened here is it's echoed what happened over in America. Um, you had the feminist, the black feminist movement that popped off in the 70s. And previous to that, um, as Courtney said before, um, 80% of black women in America were married. It's harder to get the statistics for here. Um, but over there, 80% were married. And now we have basically a situation where nearly 80% are unmarried. And um, I think I said it before, but what the black feminism movement did is it painted being a feminine woman and it painted being a woman that, you know, um, how could I put it, like a traditional wife as being a Eurocentric standard. That was a Eurocentric standard. You're trying to be like the white man. You want us to be like white women. We're strong. We're more independent. We're not like them. We're different. And you saw, and that that's where the strong independent woman trope actually started from. You had women who were going out of their way to be seen as strong, to be seen as independent. It was the black feminism movement that did that. And it's, I can do whatever a man can do. And so with that, you almost saw women push men out because they're saying, if I can do everything that you can do, I don't need you. I don't need you to survive. And then you couple that with welfare and it's like, okay, I I don't need a guy to survive. Welfare will support me. 
I'm out here doing my own thing. So you don't need guys like that anymore. And that's where we saw it kick off. So it definitely is the feminist movement. And then the feminist movement actually facilitates it and keeps it going as it is today. Like I said, with the welfare, the affirmative action, all of those things, um, feminism backs up women's bad behavior today. Good point, Jess. Um, Concrete, do you want to answer? Um, yeah, can you repeat the question for me? I'm sorry. Okay, I asked, um, how bad has feminism perversed our culture and why do you think other women are rushing to participate? Um, I think that um, just like the ladies have said, feminism has had a great impact on our culture. I think that it is um, one of the primary reasons for the breakdown of the black family. I think that um, it has, it has made black women um, undesirable to black men in many ways. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, black women are celebrating feminism as opposed to um, going back to our traditional roots and um, understanding the importance of the black family with the black man leading. So yeah, it, it has greatly impacted black family and black people. I think that other women may be rushing to it because um, many of the other women that we see that are really kind of taking a stronghold to feminism and um, pushing for feminism in their countries are women who don't have the same rights that we do. So they have maybe, a, I know how this sounds, but they have a legitimate right, um, so to speak. They have, um, you know, very few freedoms and they have um, a, a society where there's a lot of misogyny, where there is, um, you know, very few rights for women. So I think that is a reason why we see a lot of women in some of these other countries rushing towards it. Um, yeah, that's my two cents on it. Okay. Um, Jessica, what about, oh, you already answered. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says black men and black women will never be able to get along and have successful families in mass black women would rather leave the lesbianism and worship of the promiscuous life would have to leave the lesbianism and the worship of the promiscuous life behind they aren't willing well you do have a point there but black men wouldn't want them to we know y'all love the hoes ain't that what y'all say okay um shout out to lucas he says i know you all encounter a number of criticisms, but I enjoy your perspectives. Thanks, Sister George, C. Rose, Concrete, and Jessica. Concrete and Jessica. Okay, I say everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, Lucas. We really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. We thank like a compliment. Um, concrete. Um, I, yeah, I have my final, my final question, and then we'll do closing comments. Um, this will be a pretty quick one, I think. Um, my final question um, is uh, for you ladies, starting with Courtney, can black men create a new black community with foreign women? Um, how realistic <laughs> do you think that is? And if you can elaborate on your response. Concrete with the shits. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, can black men create a whole black culture with non-black with non women? 
That's not yes, black culture. We've heard them make the assertion that they will be they can create a new community. So that's where it came from. Do you think so? Well, I mean that'd be the swirlers community. They have a community. So if black men wanting to be with someone non-black in a racial dating, hey, to each his own, find where you are loved. That's great. But that's not the black community. And that's his own community with itself. And I do believe, Jessica, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the highest divorce rate would be in the swirlers community. So we talk about marriages and relationships not working. It's higher that it doesn't work in a swirlers community. So I don't know if that would be where we would look at to say, yes, this is how we're going to fix the community. Because it's proven that it's not. We just had to find a way to, for us to get along with each other and for us to literally love each other and try to fix ourselves so we can be better for one another. And so that's where we are right now. But no, nah, I, I ain't going nowhere. I'm with the black man. Thank you. Thank you. Queen. Appreciate that. Jess, what do you think? Um, so will swirling save the black community? Well, uh, uh, can the black man create a new black community with foreign women? So, you know, they can be foreign black women, foreign white women, you know, just foreign women. Um, <clears throat> I think a certain, a certain group can, we see it happening already. We see it happening already. There's already, I think it's, um, you know, what, like, 16% of, of black men are, are marrying out now if we look at it. So it's happening. It's happening already. Um, and I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen in its entirety, right? That would just be a big assumption. But, but it, what it does show women is that if you do want to have that family, if you do want to have that marriage, you want to have that unit, you've got to get your act together. Because from what I see, it always seems to me as though um, when we have these conversations, black women are black men's preference. They actually are. But when they're trying and trying and feeling like they can't get what they need out of their own community, they're going to go elsewhere. And listen, if that's a, a you know, a, a, like a viable black man, he's going to have plenty of options outside. Um, so, yeah, women need to, to get their act together and stop that happening because it will become more of um, just the general rule if, if things don't change. That will, I don't know if it's going to be its entirety, but a general rule, I can see it being 50% in the future if things don't change. I can see that happening, at least 50%. So, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Jessica. Appreciate you. Um, Danny, what are your thoughts? Can black men create a black family with other cultures of women? Can they create a, a new black community, like recreate the black community? You know how they're saying they'll they'll let the current black community burn and you know find wives outside of the black community and recreate the black community. Okay. Um, to me, and this is my opinion, and I don't care how ignorant it is. Um, I think it depends on location. I don't think that black men will be allowed to come to other people's countries in droves and say that they're going to set up their own little Americas in droves. Now, I do think that they'll allow a few um, people over and they won't have any issues. But um, when it 
when it talks about in droves, like everybody's going to go pick up and move to Colombia or they're going to move to um, Asia or somewhere like that. Um, I don't think that that's going to be allowed. Um, and it's because that other other cultures of people see um, black culture as perverse. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't think they they would allow that in droves. Um, I think that if they are bringing other women over here, um, I do think that they would be able to build their own version of a black community. I do think that they could, but as it pertains to location, um, no uh, men are very territorial at some point and they're not going to allow black men to come in and take over their countries. They can come, but they won't be allowed to just say, hey, this is what we're what we're going to do in your country. I think they can get away with it in the U.S., but not everywhere, not everywhere else, in my opinion. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you. I would have yeah. to say, um, what you say, Jess? No, that was me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, Courtney, go ahead, real quick. Well, I wanted to say something also because I totally agree, and I think that's a, a key factor that is missing too. With sometimes people are delusional with it. Um, because just because black men, even if they're wanting to date out, a lot of these countries are not going to allow their women to date black men or black women. A lot of these countries, if you date someone that's outside of your culture, your uh, you no know, wealth is not going to be transferred. Um, you looked at uh, as disgusting. Um, so I think a lot of people be forgetting that too. It's like, yeah, we talking about dating out, but you know, we call our culture trash. What do you think other cultures are calling us? And Thank we you, forget Courtney. about I that. Appreciate so. that buddy. But go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's a that's a great point. Um, thank you for highlighting that. I would have to say, uh, I guess what I was envisioning is, you know, doing away with the current black community. So I mainly was talking about, you know, here in the States. Um, yeah, I think that black men can marry foreign women. I think that, you know, that's not a problem, but I don't think that black women are replaceable. I don't think that you're going to just, there's, where are you going to just go and pre create a community within the United States? Um, more than likely what would happen is you marrying a foreign woman and probably, um, bringing her back to the black community uh, more often than not, um, or going to someone else's community that has already been set up and established and you're not going to overtake their community. So I don't see that as being a reality. I think that it sounds nice and it's a good threat to make. Um, can black men marry foreign women? Absolutely. And start families and bring them here and, you know, have a prosperous life. Absolutely. But to burn the current black community and create your own community with other women, I think that that sounds very idyllic, but I don't see that happening. That's just me. And that's all I got. Um, Andrew, thank you for the super chat. He says, Jessica is right. Black women are our preferred. Uh, the ones without Ringling Brothers makeup and the he, she wigs on. I agree. I think black men say that. And I think the stats are like 26% of black men marry out and like 12% of black women. But majority of black men marry within their own race. So yeah, um, good point. Okay. Okay. Well, we are going to start the process of wrapping up. I do want to give a very, very, very special shout out to Jessica X and um, the lovely 
Courtney, Michelle. We really, really thank you ladies for coming through. I think this was an excellent discussion. Like I'm so pleased with, with, with the discussion. So um, shout out to you ladies for gracing us with y'all's presence. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys. It was a really thank good Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we can't thank, thank you guys you. enough. This was such a, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Mm-hmm. This was a dope discussion, and thank you both. Um, Jessica, thank you so much for coming and taking the heat that I was pushing back against um, some of your comments. Definitely appreciate you, as always. And Courtney, it was so wonderful to have you on as a special guest and to, um, you know, I was this was something just a very enjoyable discussion, and I cannot rave enough about how thankful I am that we did this panel, but um, we are definitely grateful to both of y'all for coming on and spending your Sunday with us. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's enjoyable. We, do it again. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, do you ladies have any more thoughts about anything that we may have missed that you might want to touch on? You know, I did have a question before we go. And this is with the whole Pookie and Ray Ray kind of discussion is, you know, is them being a little hood and ratchet. Um, in the midst of right now where we've been talking about for the few days with Fresh and Fit, um, we would I wouldn't consider them as Pookie and Ray Ray's. However, I do consider their behavior and how they treat women um, something that's disgusting in our community as well. What would you describe them and their attitudes and how they treat women? Oh, can I go first? Okay. (laughs) Um, Because you wouldn't say a Pookie and Ray Ray. So this is another type of man you know, that we need to be looking out for and to shun their behaviors where, you know, you have Pookie and Ray Ray's, you have the Keisha's that we're talking about. What type of man is this? This is what you would call the beta male revolution. Um, This is what you guys are seeing right now. Shout out to Alan Roger Curry. If you guys have not read the beta male revolution, it is something Mm -hmm. to behold. And it talks about all of this stuff. Um, you're seeing the guy that was picked on that everybody overlooked, um, that nobody cared about, um, that everybody was seeing F you two, um, finally getting some power. Um, they were the nerds in school. They started, they figured out this is the type of men that women go for. Um, this is the type of men that women fuck on a first date. This is the type of man that um, women have um, said that they don't want, but this is the one who they generally follow behind. And so when they've been able to take such an inventory and become um, somewhat like those dudes, this is this is the result of um, our own actions. I'll say this is the result of it because... You know, when and then when they were talking about interracial dating, and I'm, I'll say like when interracial dating really, really became prevalent, not to say that it always wasn't prevalent, but when you started to really hear about white men, excuse me, black men going to white girls, this, this, that, and a third, and then you took an inventory of all the guys that you were like, ew, hell no, I wouldn't date him. Ew, look at his clothes. Ew, he doesn't even have a, a good haircut. Ew, why is he talking to me? Look at his nerd ass. Look at his lame ass. That lame ass nigga can't tell me shit. 
whatever. All he could do is let me copy the answers to his fucking homework and I can take, I can get the answers off his homework, but I don't want them. Um, they came back with a vengeance and you get guys like uh, Fresh and Fit. No, they're not pookies, but they started to take on a certain attitude that we've seen um, uplifted. The crazy part about it is the whole cycle of the Pookie and Ray Ray is actually playing out right now because you still have women um, as disrespectful as they've been. The charges that we've heard, the allegations, the proof that we've seen. Um, now you still have a, a, a group of women or groups of women that are still willing to come over and um, pay attention to them and, and show them some type of attention, maybe even fuck to be on their show. Um, mm -hmm. Because while the, the while they say it's, you know, women who declined it, I'm almost certain that there are women who've taken them up on their offer and this is the result of it. So that's where I met with it. No, they're not pookies, but they're just as disrespectful. And um, this goes to show that men with money or men who are considered high value, um, they may not be shit, but they still aren't lacking in getting women. So right. that's where I met with it. All right. I agree. Yeah, I, I, would have to, <laughs> I would have to say, I certainly would not classify them. And I've only uh, caught a few of their shows as Pookies and Ray Rays. Um, they seem arrogant uh i would almost classify them as assholes um in in the way um but definitely not pookies and ray rays and that's my problem with people just making the distinction between you know just saying it's either educated lames or pookies and ray rays my fiance is educated but there's nothing about him that's lame and he's also from newark so like he's from a place that would be considered hood and or street but he is extremely refined the one of the most refined people that i've ever had the pleasure of engaging with so i think that there is you know a, a, a myriad of different um a myriad of different categories that we should be putting men in, but just two. I think that that is kind of simplifying things too much. And I think that it, it's beneficial because men get to say, I'm not the bad guy because I'm not sagging my pants. Whereas I know men mm. and, that are dogs, like, you know, uh, that are in practice, like uh, cues and, you know, like I, I know men who are college educated and would still be seen as and very successful, have successful careers and still be seen as a dog by women. And women would have valid complaints about these men who are, you know, in high positions. Men in positions of power are typically considered asshole. They have asshole tendencies and they know that they can get women. So they may be very crass with you, very assertive and very straightforward and tell you if you don't like it, you can get the hell on. That's why I have a problem with people just saying, oh, that's just pookies and Ray Ray. So for me, I would not classify them as pookie as the pookie and Ray Ray. Mm. Uh, Jessica, what are your thoughts? Are they Pookie and Ray Ray? I don't know if they're necessarily Pookies and Ray Rays. Um, I think with the fresh and fit situation, I think it more just was too much too quickly. I think it was more just like a plain old ego trip, power trip. That's what I see it as. Um, you see it all the time with people, especially, like I said, too much too quickly. Like they catapulted to this position and it went to, 
<clears throat> so my voice is gone because I've been speaking for like two days straight, but um, it catapulted them to a certain position and they felt like they were untouchable. So I think it's more a situation of, um, you know, ego more than anything else, not necessarily Pookie or, or Ray Ray. I think it's something slightly different. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, okay. good stuff, ladies. Yeah, Courtney, yeah, you did kind of answer your question too, but um, yeah, one day we're going to have to do us like a view style show and go over uh, some things that's been happening um, around the space. I think that would be really, really interesting. I would love to do that with you ladies. I really, really enjoyed this panel. I can't thank yeah. you guys yeah, enough. Me too. I did too. Did you have anything else to add in closing, Courtney? And then um, for you as well, Jessica. No, I think you. All, I think you all are awesome. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, thank you, thank you, mm -hmm. Jess. You said, did you have anything to add? Nothing else to add. Nothing else. It's been a great discussion, there. I agree. Thank you, ladies, once again for being our guest. We look forward to doing this again in the future and or invites to join either of you um, on your shows and engage in some dialogue and some discussion as well. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Okay, my yes. mind's going right now. So, yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> All right. Well, we will keep a lookout. And again, thank you, ladies, so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and happy Sunday once again. Yes. Uh, shout out to L. Nixon. He said, Courtney, much love. We appreciate all the super chats. Um, shout out to everybody who came through and supported us. This was dope. Shout out to everybody. Y'all were so interesting in the chat per usual. Y'all don't do nothing but keep up mess and I love it. Um, so That's shout hard. out to everybody over here and um, you guys have a great start to your week and we'll see you guys on Wednesday concrete. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, bye. bye, ladies. Uh, I echo everything that Danny just said. It was a super great show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, uh, just really, really good discussion. I guess uh, my only thing that I want to say in closing is just that I, I guess my only sticking point <laughs> that, that y'all would be like, oh, concrete cat triggered on was um, the point regarding um, most black women being categorized as Keisha's and the um, minority of black men being categorized as Pookies and Ray Ray's. I guess it's a matter of perspective. For me, when I think about Keisha, which is like a, a nickname or a moniker given to someone who might be ratchet, I think ratchetry, and even if we say a woman who has multiple kids by multiple men, okay. Um, and I think that typically it, it, it involves a type of behavior that we see like loud, obnoxious, um, you know, quote unquote ghetto, which I guess could be deemed as ratchet. So um, I guess for me, I don't think that most black women act like that. But again, it's a matter of perspective. And aside from that, like I said, this was just a really, really, really dope discussion. And I'm thankful that the ladies were um, happy, were uh, obliged us and came on and engaged with us because this was dope. And I can't wait to our next show. I know. Well, everybody have a great weekend and um please don't miss Wednesday. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. That part, that part. Okay. Don't miss nothing. Go on subscribe. Go on subscribe. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Um, you know it's the breakdown, honey. You know what you know how we do. So mm, we'll see y'all Wednesday. Y'all be good. Mm -hmm.